guys, brand new podcast. And today's a good one. Uh, I got tour dates. I think it's probably December right now. New Two Bears, One Cave is out. I got tour dates that I announced for 2022. We've just added a bunch. And we've added a bunch of second shows. So go check your, go to, go to burpurpurt.com to get your tickets. And, uh, and I'll see you on the road. Nothing else to promote. Uh, I think you're going to love today's podcast. I ran into this guy. I found him. Um, this is all an organic conversation that started with me and my daughters in Denver talking about if you could buy a house anywhere, where would you want to buy? And I, and they said Hawaii. And I said, and I, you know me, I'm, I'm a pretty regular guy. I was like, I don't know if it's cool to buy in Hawaii. I don't feel like that's our land. And then I saw randomly, it's like my phone listened to me. I got this, um, this post on Instagram from a guy named Kamalai Alexander and his post was saying roughly the same thing he was talking about people exploiting the 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 coast of um Kauai and and I, I was unaware of who he was talking about I thought he was talking about directly about Mark Zuckerberg um we talk about that on this podcast talk a lot about him his childhood uh, a little bit about you know the community he grew up in how he grew up we talk about our fathers but we talk for a great deal about kind of just how confusing that conversation is even for both of us to have and what it means to represent Hawaii. And he speaks it better for himself than I'm going to do it now. But I just want to make sure everyone realizes that towards the end, we do talk and he talks very respectfully about how much he likes John John and, uh, and, and the whole lot, except for Mark Zuckerberg, I don't think, but Mark Zuckerberg, listen, if you're listening to this, I think this is a podcast. You should listen to Mark Zuckerberg. If anyone's around Mark, put this in his queue and I think it's an interesting conversation. Now, I'm not going to say that if I, 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 I mean, how Mark Zuckerberg should spend his money, but it is an interesting conversation. Or Bette Midler, if you're listening to this, might be a good podcast for you to listen to. This is a guy who grew up on Kauai, uh, has made his living off of the off of Hawaii and 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 the culture of surfing, and he has a bunch of opinions, and and they're all vastly interesting to me. And we had a great fucking podcast. And I think, I wish we could have gone four hours because I feel like, you know, just at like an hour, we started getting very loose. And at two hours, we got really loose. And then I have a fucking slam pack day. And so I, I have, uh, I'm going to put a sock on. So I'm going to go work out now because I'm a fat piece of shit. We also talk about my drinking. I got to do something about that. But not today because I'm flying to DC. All right, guys, socks on. Well, wow, everyone just saw just exactly how fat I am. Without further ado, my friend, professional surfer, uh, activist, I would say. <laughs> He's going to roll his eyes on that one. He's got a great shop. Go check it out. Uh, my buddy, Kamalai Alexander. This is... This is what's fascinating to me is I, your video resonated with me. I, for everyone that doesn't know, you you posted a video and you're talking about people kind of um, coming in and stealing beautiful shots of Hawaii and almost exploiting the beauty of Kauai. Well, um, I mean, but but locals do it too. But locals you know? do it too. But but in a weird way. And you had said to your you had said um, I'm guilty of it also. Right. But you got to remember, it's, it's kind of like how I pay my bills. Right. Well, was I, that... mean, I mean, you go to Mexico, you fuck, you, you, nobody tell the Mexicans nothing. The yeah. Mexicans do whatever the, I don't want to say whatever the fuck they want, but 
They can take photos. They can charge. You know, I mean, they can do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, it's Mexico. Yeah, and so you know, people haven't been to Mexico, Hawaii, as is California. California, fuck, people in California are way more fucking localized than almost anywhere I've ever been in the world. Yeah, let alone Hawaii. You know, so back. I don't know, to, not to stray from what you're saying, but no, no. Well, well, the first thing that I worked with a guy named Titus Kam- Kinimaka. Kinimaka. Mm-hmm. He's, he's the, he is a man. He's the guy. He's a, he, is, he is a man. Yeah. He is a man. He almost whipped my ass. He is a no. man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because they were treating him disrespectfully. The crew, Who? the crew, oh, the Travel wow. Channel crew. Uh-huh. They were just, they were late. And uh-huh. he was like, that doesn't happen. Uh-huh. You know, I'm a man. And what, about, I, what about you? Do you show up late? I, well, I was part of the crew. So no, I, I know, but you as a you. No, no, no. I don't. I have a, you're on I have time. a weird thing. Yeah, no. I have, I a, I have a saying. If you're, not le- if you're not early, you're late. That's the way, the way I work. Trust me. We just made it. No, so um, so I said to so they were kind of, and he, he could ever whatever his recollection may be of this is perfectly fine. But they were kind of disrespectful to him in the sense that they were like, "Hey, we're, we we just are running around. We have a lot going on, mm-hmm. and, making up excuses." And he yeah, and and he said, "That's not. I want to talk to the boss." Mm-hmm. So they were like, "You go talk to him." Now, now I grew up a, a a man like I grew up mm-hmm. in Florida, fist fights and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I can very quickly find out when a person is fronting or when a person means business mm-hmm. and he meant business very quickly and i understood it and all i understood is that there's one answer he wants to hear is that i apologize i fucked up we fucked up how can we make this better and as soon as i gave him that his energy shifted and he was he was and he was he went right back to being a man and going I accept uh-huh. your apology uh-huh. let's move forward uh-huh. let's get this done ownership yeah. ownership and yeah. it was he and and i didn't realize what a badass he is I like I got done. Uh-huh. We ended up having beers with him and his buddies. Uh-huh. We had beers on the back of a truck over by this uh this lagoon and uh by the river? By no. the river. It was we were doing stand up paddle boards. There's a thing I mean, there's fucking lagoons and rivers everywhere over yeah. there, right? So to not get too far away. Yeah, and so uh and we have beers and he they explained they explained very quickly who he was. And mm-hmm. I then went and Googled him and I was like, Oh shit, man, I'm talking to a legend. Like mm-hmm. this is the fucking man. Mm-hmm. And Hawaii is full of like men and then and then when i the other thing that shifted is when i went to go pig hunting that was steve case's property the guy that owns aol oh okay and, okay i was wondering like who the fuck okay. steve case he owns mm-hmm. aol and i remember we took a, a helicopter around and they just kept showing us these beautiful locations We're like that's oprah's that's this is that's that and it i don't i'm not like a woke dude but it, i've i sensed there's something off here like this shouldn't this shouldn't be a billionaire's a weekend lopsided, yeah huh? Mm-hmm. I was like, this isn't, and all the guys that took us hunting on Steve Case's property mm-hmm. were all locals, mm-hmm. and I was like, this this feels like it should be theirs. Mm-hmm. Like this feels like, and and then I heard what you said, and I want to talk to you about everything, but we'll jump off there, of course. But uh, and it just resonated with me because I was like, that is what is happening with social media is people go in and steal the good shot. And then almost exploit the place and turn it into mm-hmm. a stop on everyone's vacation. It's like a fucking ring, right? Like bling, like fuck, you fucking flossing, like you know, yeah. Like, but that's the new floss, right? The the photo at the spot, but you know, no. To to, to add to that, you you blew me away with your perspective. Your perspective. What time is it? Fucking liquid death over here. Oh, it's just water. It's water. It's just Manson? water. It's so good. It's yeah. Sick love beer and all but <laughs> but but you you know saying i think you said it was to your daughter or whatnot but 
just not wanting to buy land in Hawaii. And and I don't mean I I get it's just so fucking uncommon to have common sense, let alone respect, right? So when you when I heard you say that on that podcast, uh, you know, it's like definitely led me to re I mean it got me here because I reached yeah. out to you and I was just blown away because you know it goes such a long way for people like me and you know locals of everywhere when someone shows empathy right and like remorse not just fucking back to the tightest thing it's like that's almost like the ultimate ownership on your in your respect are you saying i don't want to purchase there because it feels wrong that's like ultimate white ownership like fuck i'm a you know i just don't feel right and if you don't feel right that's like empathy right yeah yeah you would set it what theoretically what you'd do is you'd buy a great piece of land set up an airbnb you'd make money off land that isn't yours never was yours and and culturally historically genetically isn't yours you also said something that was so amazing and i I don't want to give away all my favorite things you've said before i get everyone to get to know you but you said something that was brilliant you said i have no problem with people moving to hawaii and, and becoming hawaiian you're my mom's from detroit michigan and you said i have no problem with that it's about respect and it's about it's about understanding your place and and I, I was like that's the fucking hawaii is set up for guys like me to go and have a great time mm-hmm. but then fucking leave like and, and don't and like don't just own a bunch of shit hawaii is the perfect fucking place i love love the aloha spirit is it means hello but it also means get the fuck out of here <laughs> i mean you know that that word that word period is like it's like it's like getting whipped in the face with a muddy fucking mop, like a muddy mop going, where aloha, aloha, <laughs> you know, like where's the aloha? Like, it's like what the fuck you mean? You're hitting me in the face with this word that's been turned into, you know, for better or worse, uh, like fuck the people. What what's the word? People make money off the word. Um, you know, people will throw it back at you like it's like does it like does it do any fucking service telling someone because that's one of the main things right that people when they're eggy and they're in hawaii and it's going bad or whatever maybe they're being called on their shit yeah they say where's the aloha and it's like if you fucking look at the past couple hundred years you you know i mean it's like asking any native of any country like where's your where's the kindness it's like well if you never took note in the past couple hundred years it's been kicked the fucking stomped in the face to the ground and yeah and the weird part to add to that is there's um that book it's called hawaii by james michener and i read it so when i finally read it it's like hawaii growing up right we have filipinos portuguese chinese japanese every fucking race until i read that book i had never i i Basically, I now respect all those cultures a thousand times more because of what it took, what they endured to get to Hawaii. And they weren't, they weren't like coming to fucking vacation, right? The Chinese, they were put in the bottom of ships from fucking China to Hawaii, like sealed in the bottom of the ship. And so, you know, when I read that, and I know it's a little loose, but pretty factual. Yeah. I was just blown away, like, and, and, you know, I just, I, I, I hope I can get more people of all those races to read this book 
that way they can appreciate not only their own culture but you know everyone else's everyone else's because fuck it's like the stuff their our forefathers you know however you want to put that what they went through only to come to work it's not like they got like something when they got here right yeah. they just got to work and it's yeah. like fucking the book the book blew me away you know i love james mister yeah he's I good lo- i love what he does so i'm not like a big reader but like for whatever reason uh non-fiction can what he does that what mm-hmm. he does like a fiction mm-hmm. non-fiction mm-hmm. i can get into that mm-hmm. and I, I i i whenever i traveled i would read his book about wherever i was going his one about the caribbean is pretty fucking mm. awesome too so he has a bunch of places i get it yeah it's a good like warm up for if you're going going somewhere yeah so so let's start at the beginning because i i feel like i know a lot about you but i feel like there i don't um uh you grew up in Kauai. Mm-hmm. born and raised born and raised mom from detroit dad mom moved from the mom was i guess serving ice cream in the riots in detroit and her and her sister moved to the west coast that's where they met like eddie rothman and i think clyde my brother's dad and Tiger Sperry, if you you know. Now Rothman's a na- like these are names that are kind of like legendary in Hawaii. Yeah, it's it's a lot of the um as well as your last name. There there this is for a fan of surfing, and I've been a fan of surfing my whole life. I I would say that I surf, but I don't. I am horrible. I did it as a little bit as a, as a kid in New Smyrna Beach, and um, but I was always a fan of the lore of surfing in Hawaii. Well, so Florida really. You, 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 it's like I should like if I knew where that's where you're from then it's kind of like Florida's big into surfing yeah, well, so it's yeah, like yeah. you know you say that and it's like I'm, I still don't believe you because I haven't seen you surf or, you oh, know, oh it's seen, not good it's not good no but that's <laughs> trust me, but that's that's this is where something that people need to realize is that surfing the better you get, it's almost just like anything, right? But surfing is like, it, it, it'll expose you. The better you get, the worse it gets. Because now it takes a 12-pack to get fucking drunk. It takes a 12-pack and a bottle to get drunk. It yeah. takes a joint and the 12-pack and the bottle and a fucking, you know, to get drunk. Whereas opposed to in the beginning, boop, 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 meaning you catch one wave, you fall on your face, and you're fucking little buzz drunk already. Oh, yeah. So, that was me growing up. But so people, you know, whatever stage they're at, the beginning is the best stage, you know. Yeah. I feel like I've lived at the beginning. But so mom moved to the West Coast, and from the West Coast, where they, they all were running amok over there or whatever, um, you know, so the days of acid and blah, blah, blah. But then they went to Hawaii, and, you know, uh, that was kind of in the 60s, and so that was coincided with a lot of, first i don't want to say first but the beginning kind of like the was the nucleus the word almost yeah, yeah. yeah it was like the nucleus of you know what it what you see today going to fucking target and seeing anything surf it, it you know it really stems from the 60s on the north shore in some way shape or form you know and so your mom moved to wahoo first mm-hmm. i love that by the way i love the north shore right i, I love that area like that's out by uh, haleiwa right mm-hmm. from haleiwa all the way down to like kahuku it's really fun i got to show my i'd gone there a bunch for travel channel uh when i worked at travel channel mm-hmm. and i got to share Were it with you my, host on the show, host on the show. <clears throat> and i got to share it with my daughters 
and the travels yeah yeah like well hawaii is my favorite place in the world mm -hmm. it's my favorite place in the world by far the first time i went there i think as a kid i dreamed of it watching the brady bunch and who if, brought you for the first time uh my sister my first time my sister went to school at hilo and so we went to i went to visit her in hilo and i just i was like it's just it's magical it really is like otherworldly it's like hawaii and new zealand are the two places i went to where i went this doesn't seem real mm -hmm. like just little turns like you know just the smallest things were, were overwhelming to me and um and then i and then i moved to la and i was like oh, i'm gonna make hawaii something i do a lot of and so your parents like never been never hawaii. been never been to hawaii did they want to go yeah but they're not those people <laughs> they're not my dad they're not travelers my sister her she wanted to be a marine biologist and so she went out to school there and she she was doing seaweed studies at, at Hilo. Well, she got you to Hawaii. That's cool, huh? Yeah, yeah. And I just, I mean, just, this, you know, Hawaii smells different. No, it's, you know, it's like us going to Tahiti, you know, for all the reasons. Um, but but you get the same effect. You're like, what took me so long? You know, even yeah. if you're 12, you're like, why didn't I come when I was 10, right? Yeah. But even even going to different islands, going from Hilo to, Hano, to right, o right, Oahu, right, right. And then Oahu to Maui, then a Maui to Kauai, and all of a sudden it just gets—it's almost like you're just going, getting like a, a like a, a pure cut of cocaine. The more smaller island you go to, you know, the, I think that was a great thing for to to start in Hilo for you. You know, like such a like quintessential town, you know, and yeah, and before it was like fucking, I don't know, there's drugs are pretty going ape shit over there right so anyway i can just because i love that island a lot and so like Kauai, you know it's just it's pretty but the people are still so like animosity and shit you know so really? hilo i he i just i'm just saying for you the first trip you know a lot of people go their first trip is like horrible to hawaii yeah. Not, I went to Hilo and it was fucking great, you know? Yeah. So I can, I'm just like, I'm just happy to hear that. Like of all first trips for someone that wanted to really get to Hawaii, you know, you don't yeah. want to hear like shitty stories. Fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so back to you. So your, so your mom, uh, your mom moves to Oahu and then she has, she meets her, your older brother's dad. Your older brother's 10 years older than you, right? Yeah. And he his dad hit Clyde. He's like fucking, I don't know. I don't want to use any, you know, but like, fuck, I don't know. I just think between how like what you know, ram ramp rampant. I don't know what word it is, but the North Shore in the 60s, I'm just like, you know, to fast forward, my mom was 30 and my dad was 16 when they had me so like really? as far as this like fucking you know like you know Holy yeah shit, so I didn't know that. so and then that's another reason i don't really blame my dad for not being around because he was a kid you know yeah but i don't you know he i just not getting along with him right now so it's like yeah i don't know what more to say than well, fucking, it's, it seems like and i don't mean to generalize but it seems like something that does happen with in hawaii i just know nathan florence uh john john florence mm -hmm, mm -hmm, nathan mm -hmm. like john john had issues with his father mm -hmm. like it seems like the moms are all these fucking mountains and and the dads 
it, are just plugs. I don't. I mean, I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's you know Nathan and his dad have a good relationship. But like, now they're getting along. Yeah, now they're getting along. Uh -huh. And so what, John and him, not so much. I why well, I I can't speak for that because yeah, I don't yeah, know. But yeah, like yeah. I just saw in a video that that they didn't they weren't getting along and and it, but it's it's an interesting because all these moms in Hawaii seem like fucking mountains. Yeah, they seem like they fucking hold down and and raise these great kids and just go go get in the ocean, get in the ocean. You're gonna be good. Well, you know, it's more like fuck. You're gonna you're gonna at least get the fuck away from me for a couple hours, right? Yeah. Um but yeah, I don't know. To add to that, what about you? I mean, fuck, I know my mom was my mom, she was like gold, you know. Yeah. So to add to that, the mountain and she definitely was gold and then you know, dad's fucking in and out of jail. And um, I would come home from school. I don't know how old I was, probably like 10-ish or whatever, maybe a little younger. But mom would always work late. Um, but she would leave me a blank check under the carpet. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I would go. We had a burger joint right down the road. It was called Onochar Burger. But just like having that, like, you know, su support. Even though she wasn't even home, you know, yeah. it's like it was cool. Now, were you were you the youngest and kind of raising by yourself? Yeah, you know, and that's another thing. I for my my in my brother's sense, it's like is it you have one other brother? Yeah, just Kala, one, mm -hmm, just one older brother, half brother, right? But he, fuck, I mean, he's so much older than me. Like you said, what is he like nine years older than me? Um, so it's like I'm ten, he's nineteen. It's like fuck, he's you know neck deep in everything you could be so it's like trippy to have kind of he was there and then not there you know like because he went to jail eventually too so it's like fuck it's like trippy right the the, the broken broken home shit you know it's like yeah it's a it's like a helicopter and a tornado it's like going up down it's like fuck you know do you feel like that? Do you feel like that when you witness something like that as a child that it almost imprints on you and you go, I gotta break the I gotta break the chain? Definitely something because it's been really, really like, you know, I have a daughter, have another kid in the way, and it's like, like you said, I ain't a, I, there's no fucking way I'm gonna repeat what I seen or didn't see. But I, I, I was telling a friend that today i just think it's a lot of it's just in you right like like a shark i can go try to raise the shark but he's a shark yeah like so it's like say you know the guy i don't want to name anybody but say he had perfect parents like <laughs> but you know is yeah. he gonna not is it gonna turn out differently yeah fuck i don't know it's yet we will never know right but you know he's again he's just still a shark yeah it's interesting because uh i feel like i i understand when you talk about you and your brother because my my younger sister is 10 years younger than me my youngest sister and our parents split up when i was in college and i did i don't think i was aware of how much she was hurting and mm -hmm. dealing with stuff mm -hmm. i because i was hurting and i was but i was trying to deal with me so I'd keep an eye on her and I'd look out for her 
but at the end of the day i was making sure i was okay mm -hmm. if that makes mm -hmm. sense of course and so course. i understand that mm -hmm. and that's you know that's weird to hear you say that it's almost like you're you're speaking for my brother you know like but i you know i don't know it's everyone's so fucking different like even right now you, you know his stance my stance your stance everyone kind of agrees and then you you, you kind of gravitate toward towards who agrees with you kind of yeah. yeah because there's conversations and then there's you know that where you're like the fuck was he talking about you know but you know like i'm sure you come across a lot of people to where you're like you don't want to just agree with the guy just to be nice right fuck that shit no i i have a i have a i have my my dad raised me a little different in that he whatever my opinion was he would tell me i was wrong he i don't know it 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 what it did was it formed a guy who i take i it's not great maybe for like uh for these days for the internet but whenever i hear a stance i always argue the opposite side mm -hmm. cause that's what my dad mm -hmm. would do to me and so it allows me to have a bigger varied view than i normally would have mm. so ben as you're saying is beneficial i i think it is because i look at like um like vaccines is a perfect example uh i understand i have a lot of friends that are not vaccinated and i totally understand that mm -hmm. and i understand it well, one of my best friends is not is I, mean, I won't say if he is or isn't i think it everyone pretty much knows he isn't but uh <laughs> but one of my best friends isn't vaccinated and and contracted covid and got over it in fucking three days mm -hmm. and and he's a savage and i would assume i don't i have when he me and him talk about that We'll, we'll bust balls but i really genuinely want him to have his opinion and mm -hmm. and then i'll figure mm -hmm. out mine i've been mm -hmm. look i'm overweight i drink a lot i maybe should get vaccinated he's a fucking machine he works out like a beast you know so certain subjects where you see america get polarized mm -hmm. i don't get polarized mm -hmm. and I, I find myself in the middle understanding both sides of it mm -hmm. um and, I, I, but you think that stems partially because of your dad's infiltration on your your kind of like not your psyche but that, that that thing he was doing to you that you spoke of creates you question always questioning both sides yeah i think you know my dad if, to bring this back to surfing this is a I, I got a surfboard um when i was a freshman in high school from dad nope nope uh, yeah 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 i'm sorry yeah for my birthday i got a surfboard um freshman you're like 13 no 14 years old 14 uh and uh I don't think he thought I was going to use it. I, I I think he just was like, "We'll get it for him," and then you got it. And so we you remember went, this this feeling. I remember this distinctly. Uh -huh. And so, by the way, this is like because a, you already said he always doubted you and ish. Was there what you're saying? He would. He would. He would. He would. I, I don't, say you can't. I, yeah, it's. I don't know. I think. I don't know. Regardless. We decided to go surfing in New Smyrna Beach. New Smyrna Beach is just south of Daytona. It is, in whenever year this was, 1989, 1987, was the shark attack capital of the world, okay? It just happens to be by an inlet with mm -hmm, brackish mm -hmm, water, mm -hmm. lots of bull sharks. Fun wave. Yeah, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, it was. It was, it's, it was it's the only wave I really identify with because it was very, very user-friendly. Mm -hmm. Um and my dad, I tell my dad, we're going surfing this weekend. Me, Cayman, and Alan Rieger. And he goes, well, shark attack capital of the world. Have a good time. And I went, what? And he goes, shark attack capital of the world. 
So my very first paddle out into surf at the jetty in New Smyrna, I just heard my dad over and over, shark attack capital of the world, shark attack capital of the world. So I'm, I'm paddling shark attack capital of the world. And I'm just, my every time my hand goes in the water, I'm just <laughs> so waiting up. for something to bite me. I got my feet up and I'm just, and I'm like, I get out there and I'm like, fuck this. I don't want to, like I'm sitting on my board going, Fuck this. And so I just paddle back in. I've never surfed in my world. I just got my surfboard. I just got a wetsuit. First like, session. First session ever. And I'm sitting on the beach, a puddle of emotion going like, I just got all the equipment. <laughs> like, I want to do this. I'm, I'm obsessed with, I was in love with surfing. I, I got Surfer Magazine. My favorite surfer was Bad Brad Gerlach. Like, I knew, I like I had favorite surfers and I had never surfed. That's sick. And, uh, and I just said, if I'm going to be a man, if I'm going to do that, I need to make a decision if I want to do this. If I want to do this, then I need to trust I'm not going to get attacked by a shark and go out and I'm going to need to surf. And I didn't catch a wave. I got fucking thrown all around, but I had a fucking blast. And I was like, I get, you know, a couple of like, you fucking slide for a little bit, get in front of the white water, and then you fall off to the side. And I had a fucking blast. And I, ever since then, I was like, I can do this. And I never got much better. I mean, I'm not I'm like, I'm just to put it in perspective. So I'm da- horrible. dad was just trying to shoot you down. You know, I'm just tripping because I, I have so much comparisons, but you're, you, he was just fucking like, just cause he didn't want it. Just cause he was scared to surf. He wanted you to just be just as equally scared. Huh? I, th- I think, I think he was like, I don't know how I'll cope if my son loses a foot. So no. what I'll do is I'll scare him so that he won't do this. I, I don't know. I, I think, think dad's saying things and don't realize think, the weight it has. No, I think, I think cause it for like, like for my, my example, my dad came by one, one random day. Um, I live after my, my, so my mom died. Fuck. I didn't even get anyway. No, no. I, my, my mom died in a flash flood when I was like 13, but every weekend, like I said, my dad wasn't around. So I would go basically to the North shore um, where my aunt lived, my mom's sister. And so I was out there when the, it, the rain came and took the house and, and, and that, that happened. Um, but so now I'm living with my aunt, fast, fast forward, I'm living with my aunt like 15 or some shit. And my dad comes by randomly here and there and he tells me some, something about, because in Hawaii there's that saying, they don't really use it anymore, um, but you can't eat the surfboard. They'll say they boiled it and fried it and fucking <laughs> this and that. It's, you know, it, it held weight you know it made sense in the sense of like yeah if you're a lazy motherfucker and you're gonna go like down to the beach every day and and not try to like make anything with the tools yeah then fucking the the saying is legit but i told my dad so what he says some basically told me that right he came up one day said something about can't eat the surfboard or something like yeah, but the surfboard is going to put money on my, it'll put food on my table, you know, it'll provide. And, you know, I proved him wrong. And I think to lead back to what your, your dad, um, trying to fuck with you like that. It's almost like that's part of their, that generation also, right? That generation, they came up in such a fucking ter- uh, turmoil of like, you know, like, for example, when you, back then you wouldn't say anything around the old people right you wouldn't ask questions and none of that shit so that led to like lack of transparency which leads to us like or i should say our dads telling us you can't use a surfboard or like first time you're paddling out not like okay have fun be safe it's like shark <laughs> cap- what I 
this year. Shark capital of the world. That's like some some trauma, you know. Like <laughs> that's tra- that's fuck because he's now he's tra- now you're traumatized yeah. because of what he fucking. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so that again is like the the not breaking the cycle of being like, okay, buddy, have fun. Uh, he just he just made sure the cycle just kept on. You know, like you might die. Is what he told you. And it's like, yeah. who the fuck wants to hear? You might die. I called my dad one time <gasps> when we were working on Travel Channel, and I said, "You know, I was, I was nervous. I had to skydive out of a plane, and I was landing on, I was landing at an airstrip to get on a motorcycle and then ride a motorcycle to Sturgis." And so I was telling my dad, "I was like, you know, I had a big week coming up, looking for support, <laughs> looking for support, fucking no." And, and I said. uh I said, yeah, I'm skydiving in Montana and then landing on an airstrip and then we're getting on a on a motorcycle and we're taking it to Sturgis. And he goes, God damn it, the fuck, you're gonna fucking die. Why the fuck are you doing this? You're not a stuntman. And I went, hey dad, that's not what I called to hear you say. And he went, what? And I said, never mind, I, I can't talk to you. And I hung up on him and he called back and he goes, well, what the fuck do you want me to say? I want you, to, I go, I want you to say. Lie. Yeah, yeah, lie. yeah lie. lie, lie. Of course. Just say, and say, you know, you're gonna be safe skydiving people never die skydiving i, I love you, you i know? love you Be, wow. yeah if enjoy you die, just in case you die i love you right <laughs> but yeah that's that's trauma man that's fucked up yeah it's it is uh right it is it is it's it, it's but you know I, I, you when you talk about losing your mom at a, at a flash flood that had that's not fair that, that it comes out yeah, of nowhere fair is like what's fair right it's like the fucking seals getting eaten by the shark. It's like, is that fair? No. Fuck, what's fair, right? Yeah, you but know? you're 13. Yeah, but like, I don't know. It's just, you know, it, it 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 just leads you to that saying that it doesn't kill you, make you stronger, right? And so it could literally, I mean, it's just like you, you seem to know yourself. It's just perspective. It's like waste time or or move on and learn and adapt right get stronger did you have a big group of friends that you could lean on in times like that at yeah so so that was the other thing is we i had my circle and we're all surfing and then um when she died i i basically quit i quit surfing i but i will stand up surfing i i basically so where my aunt lives wainiha there's a good way of lumahai that is like good for surfing but it's really good for bodyboarding mm-hmm. lay down surfing right yeah and so i fuck i took it up at like 100 percent. tried like tried to go pro boogie boarder and shit really mm-hmm. i was competing and then so basically it was like 13 like 14 15 around 15 i were surfing my friend andy was out and andy irons andy irons and it was his, like his he had a bruce irons and andy irons mm-hmm. Andy passed away, correct? Mm-hmm. I was on a plane with Andy one time. Really? Yeah, we were flying. Uh, I, 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 like I said, I knew surfing, and you knew about him already. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, Miles, Miles was was like curious if you knew about Andy. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it, we were on a plane, and I remember. I, I, I wish I could remember exactly. I think we we're flying like New York to L.A. Or we were flying cross country, maybe Atlanta to L.A. The Travel Channel. I, I was working at Travel Channel at the time, but he was i remember thinking i wish i could be as relaxed as he was what I mean, just on the plane yeah because no. i because i drink on planes i get nervous mm. flying and he was i mean like 
flip flops off, feet perfectly tanned, uh, fucking like just looked in great shape and had his sweatshirt over his head. His chick with, with was with him, and they were both so soundly asleep. And I remember staring at his feet and his legs, going like, "God damn it, man, he looks comfortable as shit." And here I am, I was in boots, jeans, a sweatshirt, and I'm drinking double whiskeys on the rocks, trying to relax. And I remember thinking, I was like, "God damn it, that guy looks fucking comfortable." He was, he was, he was, he was comfortable. And like, that's a good, pretty good way to put it. Like, how would you say, like a Johnny Cash? Yeah, uh, just, just try and make me feel uncomfortable good luck yeah. yeah like good fucking luck but so he i i was i was bodyboarding and it was too easy just fucking it got so easy that i asked him for a surfboard and he gave me a board and pretty much got back on it and then went to wahoo and i got second to him at this contest at haliva um it was they'll call the mabo at the time but which which break is that is that the one when you're taking the jetty out is it to the right or to, to the left wait so if you're taking a you boat know what you, yeah if you go out the, the boat harbor it's yeah. to the left right okay there. yeah i've seen that one it's fucking scary yeah <laughs> that is scary it is it's just got this like gnarly water that like basically the current's going like this the whole time so you have to that's it's gnarly it's like a hamster wheel yeah not fun i know what about what about kelly slater's wave you're not gonna go try to shred that thing no why uh because uh, i i'm not i don't know it's, I, I would i would be interested in it but I, from what i hear you, you get like 15 minutes in the water just uh, lame yeah i'm like i don't i'm not gonna drive two hours to go to 15 minutes so you just, yeah I, don't I, I think there's so many people wanting to do it huh. unless you're a pro surfer i'm sure like pro surfers get time i doubt it i doubt it i think you would probably get more time than anybody no i mean i kelly slater was like like i mean an idol toss in florida Mm, i mean true. he was he yeah. was like the, he was him and his brother i, mean, I knew who his brother was sean were, uh evan sean sean yeah. yeah 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 oh yeah yeah and uh they did sun britches commercials in mm -hmm. surfer magazine when kelly mm -hmm. was like nine mm -hmm. and uh everyone knew who he was and you'd go and surf in Co at coco beach and just be you, everyone in the line would be looking for him so what's the shark attacks going down those are just like when they're frenzying they're not really like targeted like great white shark no attacks. no so they're always like frenzy kind just of just little bites mm -hmm. I, I don't think i don't think i had a friend get bit by a shark in in florida but i don't think anyone lost their lives i think it was just an, a bite and then they mistook mm -hmm. it for something mm -hmm. else i had a shark bump my leg one time and it fucking scared the living in florida shit. yeah i ran out of oh, the water child, i'm such a pussy with that kind of stuff do you, have you ever seen sharks in the water surfing? like twice and just like to see the back like fuck you know <laughs> like i don't know you know like diving at night fuck that oh um, <laughs> just saying like things that really you know heights i'm afraid of heights that kind of shit oh i'm terrified of heights yeah. i'm terrified of heights i'm terrified of heights and i've done everything there is in heights i've jumped out of planes i've i've jumped off cliffs i've jumped off what do you what do you, what do you mean you jumped off cliffs so they have these uh rope swings they're really big in like new zealand and switzerland and that is off a fucking cliff huh? and so yeah oh, so, oh, oh the lo the long one no 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 so they'll have like it'll be a canyon right? yeah 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 and then they'll they'll put a, a rope a, a, a you know like a, a cable, line, a cable line. across mm -hmm. and then they'll take a rope and they'll dangle it from uh -huh, here uh -huh. and you jump off here and at the last 10 feet it catches you and swings you and you free fall for like 4.5 seconds mm -hmm. it is so it was worse than skydiving 
No, and I'll tell you why. There on any of these rope swings, there was never walk up. There was never like you were uh-huh. already at ground level uh-huh. and then the ground disappeared. Uh-huh. So you'd get there and it would be rough. Uh-huh. Skydiving I didn't like because it, the plane would start keep climbing and I just keep going. It's good enough here. Like mm-hmm. it's yeah, we're high enough. And then you get to a height that is so high skydiving where you go, this doesn't seem like I, I, this is too high. Like it's insane. I, I did it. I was, um, I first time I went, I, my wife on her birthday, I pushed out, I was over it. And then we went again and I did it, but you don't seem like a guy that would push out on anything. Fuck. You kidding me? I'm like, like the, at least half push out on some, you know? No. Fuck yeah. I mean, what do you, it's like, some people are just so, care, I don't say careless, but like, like what about, what I, what I seen you guys doing the other night and they're fucking and stuff, were you guys paddling out on the moon or some shit? Yeah, 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 we we took paddle boards out at night. How was it? It was fucking great. It looked nice. Huh? I love, I love, but it was, it was pretty calm and. Uh, you guys went out far or no? N- no, no, I mean, I don't think so. It was, it may be chest high, but in Florida, the water gets day, deep slowly slowly so um but it was it was just it was beautiful i'm i the thing that my dad and i mean this respectfully i don't mean to talk shit about my dad the thing that he didn't get he didn't do was he didn't take away my love for the ocean like i have a fucking massive love for the ocean so he supported it you're saying yeah he he kind of was like he understood it and so you know i we would go fishing a lot growing up and that's uh, huge that's that's big but to do that like see that helps as far as me hearing about that like the the shark telling you about the sharks that's fuck yeah if he's taking you fishing fuck yeah you know like if he's doing the good like i just like to hear that you know yeah he's he was he he was he's a big supporter he just you know he's an old school guy in that he has a hard time you know it's funny how old's your oldest right now nine okay so i don't mean to talk about it like i know everything about parenting but i have a 17 year old oh and only so, kid two two kids 17 and 15 and there it turns out that there are these things you do parenting that if you have the right partner they'll point out hey you're kind of fucking up mm-hmm. and i don't think my mom was in a situation to tell my dad Not, hey you're fucking uh, up no one in the whole world at that gen- in that generation yeah. It, they just didn't do it yeah right yeah they're so she's not alone so. and, and my wife was is astute enough to go hey you're fucking up to you now to me and, when, and the next generation right when i do it to my daughters like my daughter wanted to quit softball i don't know i'm very broken i don't believe you quit anything i don't believe you ever quit i, I have really fucking hard values about quitting because i am only successful because i didn't quit that's the way i believe if you if you commit to something, you you don't you just don't so quit. what? What did you commit to? Everything no, stand up like, comedy, stand up comedy, stand up comedy. I, I committed to this, and I said to myself, "It's going to get hard. It's not going to be perfect." Because you were be- just kind of filling in slots or whatever, just yeah. kind of a filler or some shit. I was an open micer for a while, and then I was uh, I, and then I had a little success, and then I had I was a feature. I was an MC, but doubting, no doubt, all, doubt. totally doubting myself, and totally Cold. going. Uh, 30 30 well i started when i was 26 and i started I'm, meaning like the not give up the day on my 26th birthday which my birthday is tomorrow oddly enough on my 26th birthday i got a 
call from my dad who um and he, how old do you know 48 no 49 i turn 49 tomorrow and so my dad called me and gave me a very aggressive breakoff speech about if you say you want to do something you do it if you say you're going to do it then you do it that's what a man does a man doesn't do it and then fuck around he does he commits to it and he told me i had no humility that i had no ability to um be he's, humble so yes he's, yeah. he's he and and then and then and then adversely that that speech propelled me into stand-up meaning i got i went to i followed his what he said i went to the club i went hat in hand i said i'll do anything i'll sweep up even though that wasn't how it worked back then i was like i'll sweep up i'll make burgers i'll i'll mop up whatever you want i'll do just as long as you give me an opportunity and they gave me an opportunity and i started doing stand-up florida tampa no uh, uh new york city yeah new york city and then and then and then i took that mentality of humility and hard work So, but when he told you you have no humility yeah he was fucking with you no he was angry but why would why did he say that? Because you were you were you you were ego to egoed out. Yeah, I was a piece of shit. I'd been written up in Rolling Stone magazine as the number one party animal in the country. Yeah, and and so at that time. Yeah, and when I was twenty five, and it was like a huge article. So you were a comedian. Nope. No, I was just a party animal. I partied so hard in college, they just wrote an article about it. And so it wasn't it wasn't the it didn't make my parents. So like, that kind of opened up your gateway to your career yeah that i i then leapfrogged off that moved to new york city no leapfrogged off partying off partying yeah and then it was like i'm moving to new york city because you got publicized partying yeah use that in new york uh yeah i was like and then came up with jokes uh yeah but but what what was what was funny what was true about what my dad said was I which part the humility part that was very true i had no humility which you, you you necessary all the fucking way but like yeah you can't be dot like please give me a job yeah head head down no you it well it it was i was too proud to ask for anything i was too proud to say hey how do i do this like i I was too i was just kind of sitting on the side waiting for someone to come up and go hey man it's your turn on stage and that Mm -hmm. was never going to happen you needed to be someone like kevin hart or or you know people that making shit up out of thin air just going like hey man Hey, let me give me an opportunity. Give me a chance. What do you mm-hmm, need? Mm-hmm, you, you need mm-hmm, me to stand outside and mm-hmm. bring in people? I'll do I'm that. not the shit. Yeah, I'm not the shit. And I went up going, I am the shit. And my dad mm-hmm. told me on my 26th birthday, you are not the shit. You need to realize you're not the shit. Mm-hmm. You need to work hard. And uh and six months later, Will Smith discovered me. And so on stage. Yeah. And and so telling jokes. Yep. And I and I and I just I mean and then I've So been, that was so did did Will put you on? No. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, we did a sitcom together. We developed sitcom, sold a sitcom. Which one? Uh, it, it never went, but we, but it, the opportunity you get a lot of money, and then you, it's called development. They give you money not to work with other people and only to work with them, and so then you, de- we developed a sitcom. We sold it to Fox. We got ready to shoot so, a pilot. So he he saw a lot in you, obviously. Yeah, wow. yeah. And and this is at twenty six. Twenty six. Just telling telling my friend about it because I read it anyway. Um. You know Evan Mock is no he's a local guy from Hawaii, um, but he's like, I guess he's a skater turned model, some shit. You know, anyway, he's doing a collaboration with Mattel, the toy company, um, on some artist series, whatever. But Evan reached out to me to do the surfboard 
but let me show you the thing. Um, but I was reading, I was reading up on Evan a little more, and he, one of his something, I think Travis Scott, the rapper. Oh no, no, no! It's Frank Ocean or some shit. Put an Instagram of him, and fuck, that was his. I don't know what the fucking word is, but it's jump off, jump off. Yeah, sometimes. Was oh, this the board? Mm-hmm. Oh wow! So the bottom's the graffiti, and then the top's the rainbow side. That's beautiful. And you shape boards as well, right? Mm-hmm. But we actually is this is no. What is the is, is this a? Oh wow! This is Hot Wheels. But so, you know, I'm just, it's like, fuck, I don't know. It's, it's trippy being at the top of the ride, huh? Knowing like, fuck, it's, I'm almost like, it's almost my turn. Fuck, I'm just, you know. It's trippy knowing at one point you're going to go down too. Like you go, there's no way you can maintain the. Yeah, but that's why you diversify, right? You don't fucking just go and try and be a painter all the way yeah it's like, you but gotta, you do, you're very diverse you are you are you do art you do surfboards you have your own shop you still are sponsored you're putting out videos you're across the board you're like one of the more diversified guys and again you know fuck it's just ever 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 necessary now more than ever right like there's so much opportunity now right with as far as, as, far as I don't know. Obviously, everyone got their fucking head chopped off in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. But, I mean, did you benefit from COVID uh, in any way? Yeah. Of course, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I would say of course, but a lot of fucking people did, right? Well, I think I think there are certain people that, there are certain people, and I hope this doesn't offend any of my friends, that looked at it as an opportunity to, to um, take a break. And I definitely wanted to take a break, too. I work really hard. But I then said, I'm the person that I can take a break for a week, but the second week comes up and I go, I'm not, I'm done taking a break. Mm -hmm. And I decided to create a drive-in um, comedy tour. So, Which you're doing now. Nope, I, I did it already and now I'm back in theaters. But I did that. I doubled down on my podcasts and with... Uh, Meaning you did more of them? I did. So I had two podcasts, one with Bill Burr, a comedian mm -hmm. named Bill Burr, and one with a comedian named Tom Skura. And I doubled down. So we were doing them... Um, twice a month and i said let's do them every week mm -hmm. so I, and then i doubled down on so my wait, podcast two to four so now it's, it's weekly and then i doubled down on this podcast i started creating more content mm -hmm. and i just and and the drive-in movie theater tour was very successful we did like i think 60 cities and uh and it was covid safe and but i just i'm just someone who i don't have i saw a quote somewhere that said uh there's people who say they work hard and don't do shit. And then there's people that work hard, but feel like they don't do shit. Mm -hmm. I'm the guy that works hard, but I still feel like I'm not doing shit. Mm -hmm. And so I consistently overbook myself. I over schedule wow. like today. Today's a perfect example. I, I knew I had an opportunity to hang out with you and I was like, well, I'm not going to miss that. So like in my head, I go, Likewise. I'm not missing that. Um, and then I go, we'll just move around. I'll, I'll get a booster shot at the end of the day. And then uh, I'll go to the DMV in the morning and I go, but I, but someone goes, well, you're overbooking yourself. I go, ah, not really. Like I, I just, in my head, I'm like, I don't feel it. Like I feel like it. it's stuff I want to do. Mm -hmm. Like a, a good friend of mine is Joe Rogan. And mm -hmm. he is consistently the busiest man I've ever met in my entire life. But it's shit he loves doing. Mm -hmm. So he's like, yeah, I don't. 
I don't care if I go from jujitsu into weightlifting, mm-hmm. into a podcast, mm-hmm. into another podcast, and then over and do some stand-up spots. And it's like, how much fucking hard yards did that guy put in? Of probably yeah. doing shit he didn't want to do. Was there, you think? Like, like was the show scary one? The show factor, the factor? Fear factor. Fear factor. Yeah. That was a lot of his fucking upbringing or whatever, whatever the word that was a is. Big, that was a big right? put over on him. Like, I mean, I think that's where he became a household name. Um, but what was where he where he owned his name is when he started that podcast mm-hmm. when he started that and then, let me tell you something and this is i think when i talk about how i parent my daughters is when you start a podcast it it sucks for like 50 episodes mm-hmm. like it's not good you're talking over people you're not listening my podcast still is questionably if it's good or not but but like with joe we were all there for those first you know 100 episodes where his agents were telling him to stop his man his oh, podcast doing it. Yeah, yeah they're like yeah. this is stupid mm-hmm. i remember segura saying what is he doing and you were there in the studio just watching we were we would go in and do it with them and, and it was always fun like we had a blast but we were like i remember questioning like what so what is the payoff for this like like i remember this is you, so, didn't, you didn't see it i remember go, like going like so what do you, you how do you make money from this mm-hmm. like does it help promote dates because what, what do you say joe didn't give a fuck he was like he was like sure i well he first of all he, i mean i i hate speaking for people and i do that often but um and i and i say if joe wants to disagree he can but i don't think joe was doing it for money and so like if he it's got something us, to say yeah he was like i enjoy this and i if money shows up great and then i remember joe was like the first one we knew that started getting ads and then he was telling us he's like you guys gotta do a podcast and i mean being and that's major when you find someone that's on and they're not like yeah yeah they're like telling you they're trying to put you on oh like you should fucking hurry up that's joe rogan that is joe rogan is the he's the big brother everyone always wanted fuck you know it's it's trippy because my wife loves him right yeah um i don't like podcasts period really I i just don't i feel like well i'll tell you why it's just because I want to do a podcast, right? Um, but as far as me, I don't know. I feel like I have so much to say, and and it's like I don't want to fucking listen to anybody else. <laughs> That's just it. Yeah, yeah. I just don't want to. I'm like I, I, I get what he's saying. I get what he's saying. I get what he's saying. And again, like back to what was we're seeing with joe it's like i just want to say something yeah you know and again i but you know i I just i'm not i don't like podcasts i don't fucking like them i don't listen to them you uh, but i i enjoy them like who are you a fan of like who's someone like in the surf community that you're a fan of surf fuck lately it's just been these old fucking salty dogs that just fucking still love it like ruben yeah. ruben balmore is is like this fuck he's been surfing for 40 years and he's still so fucking like you know he's like and it's like that is like you know the joe he's just doing it because he loves it you yeah. know and and i mean do you does that not make any sense as far as do you not know anyone else that doesn't like podcasts but no I, I and i you know and what i mean i'll tell you why is that like there well i tell you what there i have friends and I, I you remind me of guys i grew up with that are 
just kind of uh like why why would i listen to another man talk mm -hmm. and i go i make sense i do it all the time like i listen to you like I, I was going through your instagram the other day and i was and i was like and I, and there's like so, but so, so you see what i'm saying right yeah. you see my rants yeah that's kind of you 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 back me up right there that's my point it's like i have so much to fucking say that i don't know if i feel like everything unless you know again it's something that needs to be said like really needs to be said that might get my ear yeah you know what i mean as far as me wanting to hear somebody say something that's kind of it like it would have to be somebody like like again like you and need i say neither you know the fact that you're like you know how many fucking people think that that i shouldn't buy land in hawaii fucking none you know what i mean none <laughs> yeah so again that caught my i'm like oh wow this guy not only were you giving me an opportunity by even putting my face on your on your your show and whatnot and, and giving me this opportunity but but as for for natives going as far as you know fuck it's just amazing so again that kind of stuff catches my ear yeah. the empathy the real 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 empathy and the real caring not like fucking take a photo of the the caring going down you know yeah yeah but that you could i could tell that you're you know you're honest like no i i appreciate what's going on there and there's probably a lot more than meets the eye right and it's like why throw more logs in your fucking jam it's like you know need we get to the to the meat and potatoes of that part of these mark zuckerberg's fucking and john john and kai lenny and all these fuckers posting videos down the coast nepali coast uh, great i'm not a, i'm not against it but does it fucking bring up the, the the housing uh the price of housing on the island pretty sure right yeah so again it's like i said on the insta on the rant it's like i oh i always kind of compare it to drugs and drug dealing it's like guys ain't fucking dealing drugs because they want to it's because you know i mean of course it's a decision i'm not fucking saying go deal drugs but if you need to post a photo with this magic background to survive then it's a little different than just doing it for fucking instagram likes and and clout i started this podcast from scratch and that was over fucking whelming uh i remember just doing this podcast by myself sometimes it would just be i would be uh flooded with like fucking anxiety about how much shit i had to do what i needed was someone like halston a freelancer um and it, and it once i got halston all of a sudden this podcast became fun as fuck and this is what i love about fiverr they've been they've been awesome service that has helped me find qualified people to assist me in my business in many different ways with fiverr turning ideas like a podcast into something is easier than ever millions of freelancers across the globe help clients turn ideas into successful realities every single day experts in data design uh, marketing, technology, website building, music, video animation, and so much more are ready to help. Simply search for the service you need, set the timeline and the price you want, and you can turn these ideas into a reality. Fiverr is going to provide you a list of freelancers who meet your criteria, browse their portfolios, read the reviews, and know exactly what you're paying before you do order anything. 
It's a simple-to-use platform with great customer service and qualified freelancers in every field. If you have an idea that you think you want to turn into something and you got a little scratch and you want to hire some people to help you make that happen, Fiverr is the place for you. Every successful something was once a nothing. Head to Fiverr.com and turn nothing into something today. Receive 10% off your first order by using my code BERT. That's B-E-R-T at F-I-V-E-R-R.com. Again, that's Fiverr.com. And the code is Bert. Did you see the latest one with those guys? Um, the Meta thing, and they're posting the, the the foiling down the coast. No, who's this? God, it's fucking Zuckerberg. You didn't see it? Am I gonna show no. you this shit? Here, pull it up, Halston, so I can see it on the screen. It's, come on. Yeah, but try to show the the thing where they go surfing. Yeah, it's 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 on that. It's fucking trippy. It's so it's like. It seems odd that Mark Zuckerberg can foil it all. You know what is he? No, there's a there's a there's a um VR. They do a virtual reality foiling. Now this is more my style. Classic. All right, nice. Oh, nice choice, Mark. Ready to shred. All right, here we go. Whoa. Oh, hang in there, Mark. That's not good. Hit this section. Boom. All right, backflip. I've got an idea. Hey, where are you going? Got to pump it to jump it. What? I didn't know that was an option. Oh, you're not going to catch me now. Take that, you thorn. Oh, Tube City. God, you're out of control. Don't worry, I'll let you win next time. All good. <laughs> oh, that was a close one. You want to go again? So Maybe later. You I'm going to need a lot more sunscreen now. Do you think they... Gaming is how a lot of people are going to step into the metaverse for the first time. What do you think about that guy? I, I, you know, I've never really had a thought about Mark Zuckerberg. I, I've, I follow a lot of what Kyleni does. Uh huh. Because I, I, I like him. I get a kick out of uh-huh. him and John John. Of course. I didn't. Uh, I, I that that for me does not strike me as an authentic um, <laughs> representation of anything. Uh, it's it seems like it seems like the wendy's commercial in the 80s when they'd have the white people rapping Mm -hmm. and it just seems like like a little bit of appropriation but so so what do you what do you i mean i'm I'm not wrong i don't think when 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 i get mad right these people kind of it's almost like i don't know i want to say a slap in my face but it's like we went through the same thing in comedy so there was a period of comedy where celebrities started doing comedy and uh like who uh like jamie uh, fox no no jamie fox was a, a, a comic. later so like there's a perfect there's a perfect example is there are guys that you know david spade rob snyder adam sandler they were jamie actors, fox. They've, they've, no, they've always been comics to us oh okay but okay. then there was a period where um i'm trying to think of one that i that i wouldn't offend that i'm friends with but like uh people who were not Oh, I get it. You don't need to piss anybody off. I get yeah. it. Yeah. They, they had never done stand-up, mm-hmm. but for them, it was a way to make a little extra money. Yeah, they already had the name. The opportunity yeah. was there. And so they'd plug them in at comedy clubs, and it would take away weekends from us, mm-hmm. from comics. Mm-hmm. And they'd sell out, but they would do a, a very shitty job of doing stand-up. And then, for in our opinion... All the while making comics look bad. Making comedy look bad. Because to a lot of people, it was their first time seeing comedy. And they'd go and see someone who was not a comedian, but was famous. And they were thinking, if this person, who's on my favorite show, is that bad at comedy, well, then there's no way I'll ever see Burt Kreischer. I've never even heard of that guy. And there was a period of time where we, and I think this is, I think, probably, maybe not exactly how you guys feel, but it's how we felt. was like, that's not what stand-up's about. 
Stand-up's about loving stand-up, being committed to stand-up, 100% thinking, sleeping, breathing, eating, drinking stand-up. That's all you do. All you do is think about jokes. All you do is work on your act. All you do is spots, and and you do it out of out of your love for the art form, really. I mean, now granted, there are some trappings that come when, you know. A you commercial here and there. Fuck yeah, it. Yeah. They yeah. do it. But I, and uh, us purists were not, uh, were not, it was hard to swallow. And then at times you'd get a guy like Steve-O, who Steve-O was that guy who he got plugged into stand-up. He was just famous, but he he actually loved stand-up and he worked really hard at stand-up. And now I think all comics would agree. Jackass Steve-O. Jackass Steve-O, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. All comics would agree Steve-O's a stand-up. Like he, wow. he's, he, he's, he worked for it. He busted his fucking ass. Wow. And so, but there were so many of those people like at that time that were doing that, that it's whitewashing it. Oh, it was, it was driving us. It was driving like wow. comics nuts. No, trust me. Um, I just like hearing other people's like, uh, comparisons, you know? Yeah. Um, fuck it. it ha- in surfing, it's happening more than ever now because You know, the fucking trendy, the the little bit of long hair, the long hair vibe and the twin fin and fucking, I don't know. It's, it, all I'm trying to say is, it's I don't, I don't think they fucking chew, spit, shit, fight, fuck surfing. Yeah. They only glamour, the glamorous, the glamour, it's like, get the, you know what I mean? Yeah. No. So. Surfing's never been more exposed than right, now. Right, right. Like, and and it's interesting because it is a double-edged sword. Is that there are these guys that I follow that are like, like, uh, that are probably promoting surfing more than ever before. But but the question is, do the you know like Jamie O'Brien? I follow him. Mm-hmm. Um, and his blog is fucking. His vlog is awesome. Fuck, he works hard. He's the hardest guy working. He's the hardest working guy in surfing right now. Yeah, hands down. And and I and I, his energy is infectious. Mm-hmm. And I and he does these. I I, I keep going. I want to do one of these river surfs where they open up the fucking you'd love why man mm-hmm. and every, I go. He seem he's just and then he comes to LA and he hits me up. He's like, hey man, you around to hang out and not not like work. Yeah, you yeah. around to hang yeah, out. Yeah, and I go, yeah, oh, this yeah. is a real fucking guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but but uh. But and then I think people look at Jamie and I think Jamie is like you know what they say what is he's like one of the best ever surf pipeline or something for sure and and I think there's a lot of people that are seeing what he's doing and probably replicating it and that is what is driving you guys nuts. No, it's not the it's not the Jamie side. It's the it's it's more like at one point you had to go to Hawaii. Well, I don't know where the fucking stand up mecca is, but Hawaii is the surfing mecca. The yeah. like the fucking you got to go. New there. York's New York's our mecca, right? So, but it's argued that LA is better. <laughs> but so, but so you know, um, now you really don't have to go there. You know, you you can go, you can get away with building a surfboard at your house and wherever you live. Um, but it's like being a. I mean, I, I don't. I'm sure in, in in comedy, you're not. You don't feel complete until you do something in New York. Yeah, right yes 100 percent. so that's what it is these yeah. guys are all fucking in la they 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 don't need to go to new york because they can get away with doing comedy in la yeah you know so uh, it's yeah. like until you see him come to hawaii or new york and put on a fucking show in new york fuck you guys 
Yeah. You know now, what? Now I've always wondered how hard is it for like, I, I've never, I've, I think I have surfed in Hawaii. Uh, I'm, I'm sure I have, um, but it, I'm sure it was with some surf school. Um, I'm sure it was for television. It was a surf school, but how, how difficult is it to, for just some guy to get off a plane, go get a surfboard and go get in any lineup? Is that like, it's this hard. Really? Yeah. Well, that's, that's like the thing with surfing, you know, there's no fucking check-in at the gate, Yeah. you know, or where's your ticket or fucking. But when you guys were growing up and you guys were in your, like you, and so you mean you mean back then kind of thing yeah like yeah i mean it's it's changed a lot right so back then yeah you show up and you if you wait you get your turn right now you don't need to fucking wait and i'm not saying that that, that's not the case of course you you do and people still get mm, reprimanded or whatever you want to (laughs) say whatever you want to say but it's kind of like the highway right where it's like if you were to spend time getting mad at every guy that swerved at you and this is like you're fucked because you're not going to catch a wave you're not going to you know so and not not to mention now everyone just like agrees right so as far as somebody getting off the plane going out catching a wave i mean it's as easy as going to hawaii and buying a fucking house you know i mean if if you have the money you can go to hawaii so you know it's easy as fuck what would you what what do do you ever think about like a like not not i'm not saying like running for governor but like you ever think about what would be your plan for what to do with hawaii like if you if they said if they said all right this is pretty fucked up it's lopsided right now we've got billionaires going in and buying huge chunks of property how do we make this right i mean i honestly try and ask myself those questions because i would just be a total fucking monkey if i didn't like as far as let's do this change you know i'm always yapping about change or whatever it may be but pondering what what you would do is pretty daunting you know and fun but and of course i've not of course but i've I've thought about office and legislation or whatever all that but that 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 river seems so fucking muddy and dirty but um as far as what would happen i think i think even if 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 there was something that we could be that we could do it's call out the Kailanis or the John Johns or you know, say Mark Zuckerberg. But you, I, I almost feel like you, we have to call out Kailani to call out to, you know, even get a conversation with the Zuckerberg. Right. So with that being said, it's like, these guys have to, it's like, we kind of have to start shooting with fire a little bit, you know, like, yeah what you guys are everything's just good everything on social everything's just so fucking good you know no people are fucking moving out of hawaii at a you know i don't want to say alarming rate because it's a weak ass word but you know shit is so bad in hawaii and if if we could just have need i say zuckerberg because he's on koi he has over a thousand acres of land and that's a lot of land he could make he could he could make something happen quickly i feel like right so if we could have just even get him to sit down and fucking have a conversation with somebody you know hopefully not somebody in in politics but of course it's going to be necessary you know if we need because supposedly bet midler right she's one of the another big landholder on on the island 
supposedly she said something about never developing her land, which, yeah, that's great, right? But it's not. It's like, who's it great for, you know? Not human beings, right? Maybe the earth, like, yes, we less construction, blah, blah, blah. But as far as the housing crisis right now, rental, even now rental, at one point it was basically Bob's house, he wanted 800000 Guys are coming in with, you know, way above that cash offers and above, but now it's happening on the rental level. The guys will pay a, a year's rent to get the unit. Really? Yeah. So it's like, oh, you you had twenty, you had four grand, two for the down and two for the first month's rent. Well, this guy just paid twenty four. Jesus. You know, so it's like so fucked up as far as. What, what I think wouldn't it be? I mean, and I'm look, I'm I'm just thinking, but it would be better if Bette Midler just said, "Yeah, you know what? Just so you know, when I die, this land goes back to Kauai." And there's no reason for her to. Uh, I don't. Who knows? Maybe that's her plan. Maybe that is. But but again, we need to we need to start up conversations. Yeah, we need these people to. We need to have the conversation of what what's next, right? When, and and it it's not like. There's only this many people with the capacity to, to make shit happen, you know? So yeah. it's like, well, let's go fucking talk to them. Where the fuck are they? Yeah. You know? Well, it's interesting that you say Kyleni. I never, I never, I thought of Kyleni as just like a legit Hawaiian kid, like just never, I never saw anything bad out of him. That's kind of, I mean, I've, I don't think I've, I've had the, liberty to be like he's a bad person or anything like yeah. that you know it's just those videos well not even the videos it's not even that but like if i knew i could possibly talk to the guy that can change all these people's lives mark Gosh. zuckerberg sits down anywhere the fucking shit bam you know yeah i don't care what you say zoning will get changed yeah, Mark Zuckerberg has the the he has the ability to change things. Yeah, change so that's things. what you're saying is more you want Kyleni to well, like try be and imagine the guy. like is is who who the fuck hangs out with Zuckerberg? Not is, me. Do, does Kyleni? Yeah, that's talk? his boy. You really? Know? Kyleni is. Yeah. Oh wow. I mean, I as you that. see, like yeah. I mean, I saw that and I was like, but that's like how, that's them, you know. So again, I'm no fucking. I'm no. I'm gonna take this opportunity to fucking put the fire down you know and not down put the light that fucking fire yeah because it's it's like like i said the highway the ocean it's it's you know need i say i'll back up it's i might my, my my saying my saying it's not the it's not the fruit's fault for being rotten it's the farmer the farmer spoiled the you know what i mean so again it's not anyone's fault for like the problems we are in but there's these people the farmers that are in the position to stop using gmo meaning like start organically feeding the island sustenance you know like yeah. they're not even i don't know what well, they give away like a million dollars for some covid shit like i don't know again I, i'm not in a position to be like they should do this they should do that but i know if if they wanted to help like fuck is that is that the question we were trying to ask do they want to help right 
right? Is it selfish or do they like? I, I love Kauai. I mean, I, I love I love Hawaii, but I, Kauai is a very special place. And and if there was a way I could help, you I would did help. already. Would help. But that's what's fucking, you know, and that's what's trippy, right? Is that it's it's just so it's so satisfying to see people help that are up and on you know and they're and you know because it's so so common for like people to like just not be the joe rogan and say you should start the podcast you know they're like i don't know it's like it used to be cool you know instead of just being like fuck yeah who gives a fuck if you fail who fuck try something else yeah but not fucking just remain silent as far as the problems going on on the island you know it's like and even me, like if 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 this goes all for naught, I don't give a. I mean, I don't say I don't give a fuck, but I'll, you know, I can at least I can say I tried. Yeah, you know. Well, I think that's the the one thing that I got out of what you said was that it wasn't coming out of like a, it wasn't coming out of a bitter place. Mm-hmm. It was coming out of a place of like, of like. So that guy that I did the podcast with, Ari, mm-hmm. he, um, you like him? I have, I'm, I love him. I've uh-huh. known him for a long time. Uh-huh. He's a he's a very interesting person. He uh oh, yeah, you look funny. His mannerisms are fucking yeah. funny. He um he is he is a lot like you, meaning almost identical. And it's part of the reason I brought it up because he told me about I was in Serbia shooting a movie, and he said, you know, you should take a week off, week off go to Croatia, and find a, a spot and relax. And I was like, I think I need that. And he's like, well, I can give you a spot um but you can't tell anyone about it Mm. and i was like i was like what do you mean he's like no instagram Mm -hmm. no nothing i saw i saw this piece because then if i tell you about it and you tell everyone about Mm -hmm. it it ruins it Mm -hmm. for the next time i want to come back Mm -hmm. and i was like well then just don't tell me about it Mm -hmm. i was like i i'm i'm horrible with instagram Mm -hmm. and he was like okay i will tell you about it and then and then i got drunk i was like all right tell me about it and he told me about it and uh and i was like and but i'm, I'm like that with like you know we have a, a hike right around here and he goes hey i have a secret hike but you can't tell anyone and i was like like define tell anyone i can't take anyone on it ever again he goes no you can go on it and you can go on it with me but that's it and i was like and it it made no sense to me and then when i saw your post and i knew i was doing a podcast with ari i was like this makes perfect sense to mm-hmm. me because once you tell someone about it it ruins it fuck i mean it it makes those ones those places in Kauai where they where you know you fly on the helicopter around and they go that's a great secluded beach and they're like oh wow we should go there and he's like it's a 10-hour hike and you're like i guess i'm not going there you know you know it does it's so i've been renting bikes and it's like i i have a hard time not telling people i mean i'm honest right no matter what but I, i have a hard time not telling them of the honey holes the the great and i i only send them to the honey holes that they're gonna fucking live through you yeah. know and i'm gonna get that guy's name that guy i went hunting with yeah i'm so curious know. was it joey it's uh it's gonna come up i follow him on instagram i follow uh do you guys catch what's that do you guys catch a pig yeah we caught a pig stabbed it in the heart oh yeah it was fucking intense how's when they're screaming sounds like they're like Ooh. 500 pounds huh dude and the dogs are biting its asshole uh-huh. holding it down it was pretty fucking intense. Yeah. It was it was very, you know, it was probably one of the cooler things I've ever done in my life because you, it, you it's kind of like you're taking an advanced hike. Like you're the dogs take off mm. and then you're tracking mm. the dogs and you're running through the it, it was like super great cardio. But uh 
this is him right here. Um, that's the guy. Oh wow, yeah, Kippy. Yeah, yeah, he's um, he is now the head of DLNR. Uh, uh, Kippy's classic. Yeah, he's great, man. He so so he goes. Uh, so I also used to growing up in Florida, you'd bow hunt, but not but just fuck around with compound bows. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we were under a tarp. We were up at Mar- uh, Steve Case's house. Mm-hmm. And we were up at a tarp. Under a tarp, it was raining, and they had a compound bow. I don't I forget what test it was, but they were like, uh, and I said, oh, I, I'm a pretty good shot. And he was like, oh, I don't uh, I don't believe that. And I said, yeah, give me the bow. I don't know, maybe 60, 40, maybe 40 yards away. And I go, I guarantee you I can hit the target. And I pull back, and I fucking ping a bullseye. And they're like, shut the fuck up. And then my director of photography is like, oh, I could do that. And he couldn't even pull it back. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, it's one of those things, those muscle memory things. We have bows in, around here. My daughters, uh, we fuck around with bow and arrows. I shoot the recurve. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And that was my, um, so I've hunted with dogs, friends' dogs. I didn't have them, but um, picked up the recurve. I, I just don't like the fucking, the compound, like the just scared the shit out of me you know yeah the recurve i i i jived with but i'm shooting a handful of pigs um where i lived on oahu my backyard was just like a fucking nice zone you know and the yeah. pigs would come down but uh, some of the stories of like back to what you're saying about you know just hunting by yourself with the it's fucking gnarly yeah you know it's it, i think it's super necessary you know as far as like i don't know same thing with like tuna fishing you ever catch a yellowfin uh, i don't think so i don't think so fuck well you know when you catch those things and especially if you if you're catching them by yourself it's just like i don't want to say riding a bull because i've never rode a bull but it's so fucking manly that you know you feel like you got a feather in your cap or it's like getting a tattoo it's just you know you feel complete yeah yeah you know yeah i've i there i've i've done i was a bullfighter for a day like a meaning like a rodeo clown i did that i got mauled by a bull i've done nailed yeah yeah i broke my ribs broke for my tv foot. yeah for tv um i ran off i rode a horse at full speed full speed. for tv yeah for tv and it so was you're a fucking jackass i was i did everything i did everything and this was for the travel channel no. travel channel yeah what was this show uh trip flip i take people on adventures of a lifetime and it did well no it did horrible but we trip did really flip. well with we did really well with uh advertisers because wow. it was a beautiful show mm-hmm. I and mean, we got great we you know obviously when we hooked up with with Kipi at at uh in hawaii so we got great access mm-hmm. to great mm-hmm. places mm-hmm. i mean they took us on a legit pig hunt took us up uh wrapped it and i think wrapped it in banana leaves mm-hmm. and, and cooked it for mm-hmm. us in the emu and we did oh it was fucking amazing it was just it was a great experience. It was a really great experience. And so you those they those translated to advertisers. Advertisers mm-hmm, paid mm-hmm, through the mm-hmm, roof for the show. Mm-hmm. But we did everything. We ran Buffalo on horseback through Houston or through uh through Texas. That was intense. Like rode a fucking buffalo. Like like uh, like a herd of buffalo and you're on horseback. Oh and you're I thought you were on the buffalo. No, like, no, 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 no. That would be fucking and we would just herd them in to corral them in. Wow. But you'd get one loose and you'd have to go right up to it and it's a fucking buffalo yeah and they're it was they, i mean you look they, they look up at you like mad oh they fuck, and yeah. they stop you and then you'd and 
you had to be able to control your horse and so you had to be able to spin your horse you had to so move your horse sideways you learned all this in a day i learned i that's i i was talking with someone yesterday about it i would have these what were called peak life experiences mm-hmm. uh throughout the day so i swam with great white sharks in south africa uh, jumped off a stadium in south africa rappelled off table mountain in south africa all in one day and so i it kind of fucked me up a little bit jaded the fuck out of you huh? yeah yeah we went out to um do you know uh what's the surf spot up in santa monica um mavericks no it's it's oh, the, santa monica it's no not santa monica it's uh santa cruz no santa cruz santa cruz it's the oh it's, I, I we surfed with this kid i've known i've known who he is forever i'm forgetting his name he's like a local surfer there he's a fucking got a nickname not, not the beaver not the fucking that's the land of nicknames and so so we surf with them up there and it was like and that was where they were like locals were fucking like like who the yes. fuck are you See? get the fuck out of here yeah. and then he would stand up he's like they're with me uh-huh. and they're like okay my bad uh-huh. uh god what was his fucking name oh he was the guy he was the guy at, at, at steamer lane no steamer lane uh-huh. yeah steamer lane uh type in trip flip steamer lane and it'll i want to not yeah you gotta know the name it can't be like i can't, can't i feel bad it. he was so nice this him and his chick were really nice flea no what was his nickname should i guess again Barney? Flea? no oh, by the way i just go to the um go Carlson. do you see trip flip trip flip so what do you what do you what do you suggest as far as getting started with the podcast so i would it's very simple and i think the more simple you make it the more fun you have with it mm-hmm. um go to the top one the trip flip jumping and yeah that's it um we jumped out of trees we did you pissed. watch did you watch dune i didn't have you seen it no so halston you scroll through that and it'll tell you view the the gallery and it'll show you other pictures keep going keep going keep going that's there keep going oh fuck it didn't show him God, well you, you really put on you lost weight huh oh skinnier there yeah, yeah. <laughs> So the 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 way to make a podcast fun is to make it. So, but that's the goal. Then make it fun. It, it, it's the only reason you'll do it. Like I, I was, I've been looking forward to talking to you. So this isn't work for me. And mm-hmm. now I obviously mm-hmm. I get paid for mm-hmm. it. But I this isn't work for me because I I've been. It's fun for me to go into your Instagram or to go into social media or to watch the videos or like or like and you know you put out pretty great content. So like the video you have of you canoeing with surfboards out mm-hmm. to a break, mm-hmm. I go I want that in life. Mm-hmm. Like I want that experience. That mm-hmm. seems so primal, so simple, so fucking, so high end. So, so that sucks for me too, right? Because that's the reality. Is I am selling a lifestyle. You, uh, your lifestyle brand, hardcore. Your lifestyle brand. So it's kind of like it's like the saying, not the saying, but growing up, like people are like, "Oh, you get paid. You're you're a professional surfer." Like, like it's fucking easy, you know? Yeah. So. I mean, I guess that pertains to everything, but you know, surfing just seems so glamorous, right? Everybody thinks it's just like easy as fuck when it's really, it's just like, it's not that easy, you know? Yeah, no, it, it's not. But what, what, what you sell, and I think your authenticity is what sells it, is, is, uh, but that's kind of know, gnarly being like a sale, you know what I mean? I try to keep it real, but it's like, fuck, I got it i have to monetize this shit but that's what the thing you said and i and i remember this from from uh titus Mm -hmm. is 
at the end of the day, when, when we were good and we were about to go do our thing, mm-hmm. he like pulled me aside and he said, I'm, I appreciate you talking to me. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I really want to show you these boards. I think you're going to like them. Mm-hmm. And, and he goes, and, and, and they're really cool. And they were, they were paddle boards that had lights underneath so you could mm-hmm. see mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. all the fish would come to you. It was really neat. What's really neat, what's really impressive is he was stand-up paddle boarding on like a fucking 5'10 mm-hmm. fucking mm-hmm. fucking paddle surfboard. And, so, like, and yeah. yeah, and I was like, and then he tried to get me to do it. And I couldn't do it for the life. I couldn't even get it. I couldn't do it for the life of me. It's not that easy. Yeah. And so he, but there is the authenticity that, that you guys that grew up there have about Hawaii and 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 your representation of how you see it is this it's there's no difference for me like i'm taking my family to italy and uh before when my daughter graduates high school and it's it's the same as when you go to an italian restaurant and the chef comes out and says hi and you go i feel like i'm a part of it now Mm -hmm. and when i watched that one video of you in the in the canoe i thought this is like this is real this is authentic this is the million dollar experience uh uh uh, that a family like mine would pay for to go like to go come like to go and get in a canoe see that's so fucked because that's what they're paying is million dollars yeah to own the bay airbnb you know and so it's that's my point yeah that's what i'm trying to say is i am part of the problem it's tough not to be a part of but i mean advertising to these people that i don't want to say i don't like them but they're I'm just saying, yeah, no, I like, you know, yeah. I don't like a lot of people, but, yeah. but like the million, um, that fucking video, they're like, Ooh, yeah, I can have that. So it's like, that's what I'm trying to say. Deep down, it hurts me knowing that it's like me selling crack rocks. The fucking person consuming the crack dies and I die inside, you yeah. know, knowing I'm selling crack to this person. Well, then the, al- the only alternative is you just keep the crack to yourself fuck i know but it, then then i don't put no food on the table like you know visla my sponsors and shit yeah. it's like i gotta con- you know so th- again fuck what do i do right it, it, i it, diversify is all i can do i think one of the things you can do and i and i really genuinely believe this is start a podcast do it do it do it make it be whatever you want it to be do it by yourself do it with your close friends do it with your family do it on a time you know the greatest podcasts i ever had we're back in the day. Back in the day when I when I did a one on one podcast like this back in the day, they never went well because I, I I didn't I didn't really a lot of the people I didn't care about talking to, mm-hmm. and so I'd just be like, uh huh. So why were you doing it? Just to go through the motions? I just didn't know. I didn't like. I knew Joe was doing one on one people, mm-hmm. and I knew that's what I should do. I knew that it was a lot easier to book, but I didn't. I didn't know how to do it, mm-hmm. and so it took me, you know, fifty episodes, maybe even a hundred episodes, the give and take, yeah. get to learn that I, I a had to be interested in the person mm. and because if i'm interested in the person it's so much of a better interview mm-hmm. and b i had to do a i had to do a little bit of research you know i, I would just go in and go i don't know any i don't do any research because right. i was being lazy about it but the good ones the good ones and this is the ones that i think would pop for me if you were to start a podcast would be i would bring in my comics that maybe not everyone knew but were my close friends right, right. and we get together and have a few drinks or smoke a joint and we would just make each other laugh or mm-hmm. talk about what mm-hmm. was important to us on tape on tape and mm-hmm. we we got an h what was it an h6 h6 zoom recorder what is, which is what video it's, it's uh do you are you familiar with that what that is so it's a 
it's a portable audio recorder and it mm. records very high end and then we got four mics mm -hmm. four mic cords mm -hmm. and you just squid it out mm -hmm. and we would do it and then and then as podcasting got bigger for me i was like well i need to include the video content because mm -hmm. it helps grow the the, mm -hmm. the podcast more depth, way more depth it does and but it's so simple my buddy tim Dillon does a podcast by himself with one camera and his assistant kind of helps in google stuff for him you mm -hmm. know my buddy tom segura his podcast is way higher end. He, he's building a multi-million dollar studio in Austin. You look at Joe's place. Joe Joe was doing it at his house. Then he moved to the to the back room at the ice house. Then he was like, "Fuck this! I'm gonna get a compound." And he built a full compound for to himself. support what, to support his vision. Huh? To, yeah, because for him, he was like, "I want to go to the office. I want to go to the office. I want to work out. I want to mm -hmm. steam. I want a mm -hmm. sauna. Mm -hmm. I want to do a deprivation tank. I want to." uh i, I want to do my podcast i want to at work at work that, like for joe it was like this is my where my mind body and soul gets right mm -hmm. and so when we started building this house i went i went oh i, I want my own podcast studio this. i want it set up so i can very easily turn it on nothing moves i want extra chairs so i want more people um i want my gym in there i want a sauna i want like because joe your motivation really, your motivational like i got up this morning and i and i was uh you're your videos, if you go to your videos, the place it'll take you is motivational stuff. Mm -hmm. So I'm watching some of your videos and then all of a sudden it, your videos run out or whatever and it goes to motivational stuff and it's just like, and all of a sudden I'm laying in bed, it's like eight in the morning and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? I was like, get the fuck, I know, because in my head I was like, sleep, you got a busy day, get a little extra sleep. And then I was like, fuck that. And I have a big thing about, about, be, wasting time wasting time because i'm like you only got a finite amount of time here mm -hmm. you be, do not piss and moan about it mm -hmm. fucking charge it mm -hmm. and so i got up jumped in the polar plunge got on the treadmill how long you do a plunge uh for three minutes yeah i'll take you out back and show it to you it's pretty awesome it's pretty awesome the polar one's the coldest shit yeah yeah that's the one that thinks water is circulating through it yeah 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 it's ice cold it's fucking great and so uh Got on the treadmill and then I was like, and then I was like, I feel fucking great. And then I went to the DMV and I was like, in and out. And then I just came back and I was like, I was like, oh, I'm gonna go back on your Instagram and go through your Instagram again. Fucking legend. I, you but, know, it's it's nice when you, because I mean, inspiration is, it's all we got. Dude, you're an inspiring guy, and you know what? What really inspires me about you is that you've said this out loud a number of times. You go, I'm 42 and I'm more hungry than I've ever been. And I go, <laughs> I go, man, I'm turning 49 tomorrow, and I'm dude hungrier than put ever me at, put me at a table with the youngest motherfuckers oh, and i'll, I'll, eat, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll eat them uh, i fucking love that and i i remember thinking i won't get good until i'm 40 and then i'm on a fucking sprint to make as much money as pot once i get good i better fucking so i better so not be you, able to when you hit, to sleep when you hit 40 it was you could feel it was like this way more i became a man and, i became a man i knew what i was saying i started being more confident in my words on stage i didn't I wasn't afraid of what it's funny. I went and did my my college, Florida State, uh recently. Last weekend. And um it was, you know, That's six, when you're holding up the, the, the spear, yeah. Yeah. And uh and I had a hint of my old young voice in my head. This hint. And I said, uh I said, I wonder what material I should do, right? I haven't thought that in forever. But I was like, these are all fucking college kids. Are they going to get what I'm talking about? And then I was like, oh, bitch, I do one thing. And that's it. They know what they showed up for. Uh -huh. And I fucking 
murdered. I had a great set and I never, I got on stage and I never once decided to do anything younger. I didn't shift anything I did. I just did what I did and it felt so authentic. And I went and I, I had to grow up to get there because had I been 35 and gone back to Florida State, I would have been like a bunch of drug stories, a bunch of booze stories, some sex stories, blowjob, blowjob, dick joke, dick joke, dick joke. Instead, I'm up there, I'm telling a story about my my us having to put our dog to sleep and I you know, start crying on stage and everyone's with me and we pull out of it and I have a great joke to close it. And I'm like, I'm like, this is, this is what I fucking do. It's, it's, I'm telling you, man, it's, I, I, uh, I love that. I love that. I saw, I saw you say that I'm 42 and I'm hungrier than I've ever been. And I went, oh yeah, it's great to be hungry and know what you do. Yeah. As opposed to when you're young, you're a little lost. You're a little confused, you know? I, I always say that vocal cords shouldn't develop until you're 30 anyway. Hmm. You can say little things like, can I take your order? And then they give out. <laughs> oh, man. Um, God. Yeah, I just, uh, just digesting what you're saying is fucking, it's amazing. Yeah, I think you should start a podcast. I really think you should. I mean, listen, you are a part. I mean, I, I say this as an out, a hardcore outsider. You're a part of a group from a state that that or a location i won't say state it's, it feels weird calling hawaii a See, state smart motherfucker like man. it's like it's but from a from a place that has has very authentic roots very you guys you guys got a certain dna code at a young age that not a lot of people get and and you guys surf big waves hunt all the shit you guys do that's the type of man that people automatically look up to and so I would love to hear a podcast with you and the people you choose to talk to and just have it. It doesn't need to be anything. Mm -hmm. It can be just talking about mm -hmm. bullshit. And because what do you post it up on? What's, where, where do we go with this? We put it on Libsyn. Uh, we, or we still post ours on Libsyn. We post it on Libsyn. It's a, better, and then it, it's a platform. It's a platform that goes out. It's very simple um, to do. I did it myself. Easier I started than this. the YouTube. You, then you, you start a YouTube page. You could very easily get a GoPro. I think you're sponsored by GoPro. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. GoPro could very easily hook you up and just get a GoPro mm -hmm. or a couple GoPros and you can just hit it. It'll roll on the whole thing for you. And uh, you just need really one shot, one wide shot mm -hmm. of four people talking mm -hmm. is all you need. It's all I did for the longest time. And uh, and do it outdoor. Do, it doesn't. That's the beauty of a podcast is it doesn't have to be one thing. It can be in your backyard it could be at your shop but you want the audio good yeah. you, audio is important that's the why the mics the h4 h6 is what, what is receiver the, thing is that's the little thing that you plug everything into mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you don't need what we have like we're a little more high-end because um because we're in a studio and, and i've been doing it for so long mm -hmm. and, and i have ad sponsored dollars that i'm responsible for so mm -hmm. i want to present a product that you know but and I and I'm telling you right immediately you'll get immediately you'll all your already sponsors are going to love mm -hmm. it because your outreach is already it's going to do great for your shop it's going to do great so for were your shop. you were you in the same position you just said you, your first fifty felt just fucking weird I I said and I've said this to a lot of people my first my first one felt awesome but my my buddy slipped my dad marijuana and and you did your dad. And you we interviewed did, your dad. And we interviewed my dad uh -huh. and my buddy and my other buddy. And then my other my two buddies were podcast gold. Uh -huh. Still are 
podcast gold. Can you can look this one up still? It's the first one, yeah. Uh-huh. Joey Diaz, my dad, and Tom Segura. Joey Diaz. Yeah. He, oh. You know who Joey Diaz yeah. is? Yeah. yeah. Fucking mad flavor. He's Wait, the best. So that's your friend, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah, known yeah. him forever. Yeah. And so he And he still works. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. just in Sprano's movie. Is um no, but stand up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if he's out on the road right is now. Is the comedy store open? Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. It is not, it's not, it's not what it was like, you know. 17 months ago 17 months ago it was like you got on a lineup i remember being on a lineup it was norm mcdonald david spade bill burr jim jeffries joe rogan whitney cummings it was like it was like a two million dollar lineup like you just it costs 20 bucks to go in there yeah it's 20 bucks Something like that right no, i can get you in for free i just text, no, give him i was a call. telling miles um we to my friend teva and i teva took me there and um you know i'm not a big i'm not a comedy fan stand up blah blah, blah. um went there Joe Rogan, I think the late, the Whitney girl maybe. Whitney Cummings, yeah. Fuck, they were so fucking funny. I would, yeah, I would definitely go back. You know, oh but, yeah. But until up, you know, I don't know. I think we just got so lucky. Like, you know, they were just so good. You know, uh, there was those shows were pretty fucking phenomenal. I think that was like two years ago, two ish. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, Joe's friends with a lot of guys, uh, a lot of surfer slash hunter guys mm-hmm. i know he's a gnarly fucking hunter huh yeah his, his bow his he goes action, down to hawaii huh? and hunts a lot i yeah. think he has, he's friends with uh who's the shane dorian mm-hmm. shane dorian's mm-hmm. pretty fucking legit what about the other guy cameron hayes? cameron hayes hayes cameron hayes what do you tell you meet that guy at? uh no i've never met him but we've texted back and forth those those guys are just inspirational motherfuckers gnarly, huh? dude he those him david goggins I hear David Goggins. Yeah, but Goggins like whatever. I mean, I'm, what what about what were you gonna say? I hear his sayings in my head mm. that that I go. I mean, he, did you see he has this edema on his leg? What is that? And he put he his hand in his it, hand, in and it. then he's like, "I'm just a hard motherfucker." And then I'm like, yeah. "I couldn't do that. I'd be having panic attacks the whole time." Yeah, I was just gonna say I like the the Cameron and and uh, Joe and the because they're fucking you know catching mooses. That are just, yeah, and it's like again the whole thing. Not again, but them using a bow and arrow is like compared to the you know those big guns it's like fuck it's so gnarly you know that's man joe just i mean not just it's been probably now 10 years but i mean he just recently got into it as an adult it wasn't something he grew up with yeah oh and he is so fucking passionate yeah he is so i mean he was the reason i we started getting the recurve bows here for the girls because mm-hmm. because it was like you do it you have fun and you're like i fucking enjoy this it's fun to oh, see. I got my backyard. daughter. I got my daughter in the recurve. It's fucking her. You know, I mean, just watching. You're like, oh, my kid's gonna be good. Yeah, you know? and yeah. again, good in the sense of survival. Good, not good bow hunting. I think we need to get Joe into surfing. I think Joe would. Love, Was he not? Does he? He. We were gonna do a surfing, uh, con- competition one year. We used to do Sober October every year, where we didn't drink or do drugs for the month of October, and then we do something physical, and to um, cap it off. Yeah, like that was throughout the month. We'd be like. Who could burn the most calories this month? Who could keep their heart rate highest for the longest this month throughout the whole month? I mean, it was like really gnarly competitions. And then one year we're like, let's do surf. Let's find out who can be the best surfer in one month. And what happened? He never um, showed up. No, we just uh, uh, we we pivoted and we did something else. I forget what it was, but we, we were all obsessed with Kelly Slater's surf camp. You know, we we went down to this beach this morning, and I was just. I mean, I like to talk to people, you know, I was always interested in whatever, but this girl comes out of her car, 
turns out she's using her boyfriend's car to go surfing. And this is fucking before the sun's up, you know? And she just said how psyched she was on surfing. And it's like, you, you, you just wonder, you know, like a Joe, like a, what, what the fuck, you know? You, maybe that's the thing is he knows he'll go too far down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Joe has always said he has to be careful what his hobbies are mm -hmm. because he gets obsessed. He goes things. hard, yeah. And if he got into surfing, I think he would. It could. It he could, loved skiing. He it loved could snowboard. like go like, bad. And, yeah. and I only mean that because, fuck, you know, surfing, you go underwater. I mean, I don't know what other thing you do to where you, it involves possibly like you know getting stuck to the bottom and not coming up yeah so and again not that the guy's not the most savage motherfucker around but again that would you know the, the the repercussions are are so unseen that it's like uh, yeah I, I can that's the only reason i would think why he's not surfing is surfing something that if unless you've done it and I, and I did some stuff out here once and the pacific is very different than the atlantic and and the power of a wave holding you down is very real. Yeah, it's vicious. And and I remember it was the first time I ever got genuinely scared because I had grew up around the ocean, very comfortable getting thrown around the water, never had a panic attack, and I got held down out Where? here, just out in uh, in Santa Monica, and just and just got held down and was like, what sketchy, the right? And we were we were boogie boarding, and I was like, and I was like. I was like, this is different. I've never experienced this. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, fuck. I, I remember getting out of the water being like, I think I'm good, guys. I was we, like 35. There's fucking, there's a place that, that spot I was telling you about that I used to bodyboard on Koi. My, I was there once with my wife and the, the ocean was huge. Like big. But we were way up in the river. Like the ocean, you know, there's a river and the river mouth goes to the ocean. The wave came up, grabbed her, spun her around, took her underwater, and I kind of like looked away, like didn't think any of it. And my friend saw, luckily, she was just happy somebody was at least watching her. She was so fucking mad at me. And I know, you know, to us, it's just, it's so normal to be, I don't want to say comfortable in these, in the water like that, but I just assumed that she was going to be all right. She was yeah. so fucking mad. Still today, probably, but, but, you know, just it's it would be like getting ragdolled by this big UFC fighters and and kind of like thinking that they're gonna be weak or some shit, you know, like oh, he's yeah. not strong, and then they just fucking pound you, and you're like, just just saying as far as the power goes, you know, oh how unassuming it is, how how strong the ocean actually is. Oh yeah, we I've I've seen. I've seen it get gnarly, but I mean, but I've, but I like, you know, we, I've seen it get gnarly. I've seen it get gnarly on it on, in a second. We went, uh, swim, diving with whale sharks in Japan and they were, and when we got out, there it was a little rough. We went under for like 40 minutes, you know, an hour. And then we, when we came back up, it was insane. And we were like, I don't know how we're getting back in this boat. Everyone's throwing up and you're oh. like, oh, this is like. All of a sudden, I'm like, I don't know how I'm getting back in this boat. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a fucking real With problem. With the tanks on and shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, oh, this could be a fucking legit, like, rip my tendons out of my triceps trying to get on this boat. What did I just watch recently? It was had to do with underwater cave diving. Whoa. Was that you guys? No. No, no it wasn't me. 
Oh, I just was recently. And they kick a, a bunch of mud up in the and thing. And you can't see anything. Who the fuck? Oh, it was on it was somebody. Oh my god. Oh, it was Donald Donald Throney. Did you cowboy, watch that? Cowboy. Dude. Holy shit. Did you watch? Of course I, you did. I, 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 I listened to him tell that story on Joe's where he was just like you ta- wa- talking about cave diving. And it was, I'm sitting on the corner of my, and he's just. And he's and he's a good storyteller, yeah. Yeah. And he was like, and you're just like. On the edge of your seat. And he's like. Fucking mud. He's, he's like, like, I'm not going out like this. And, and you know what he said? Yeah, I forget what he said. But he's like, I remember that coup de gras. like, and he said, sorry, or some, or, or, oh, I can. So I guess we're not diving together again yeah that's i remember that was like the ending he's like fuck we ain't diving together but that that story scared the fuck out of me yeah so tell me about your shop your, your shop is on Kauai. so we we moved my daughter and my wife we moved to oahu because for five years because it's easier to make a living over there surfing yeah not, not to mention Kauai. there's no fucking bookstores there's no movie theaters all that shit so there's really nothing for my family to do right so yeah. we move over there um Everything's going good. Uh, my wife gets a job with Hawaiian Airlines. She's a stewardess. That was good. Turns out, come to find out, being an airline, a flight attendant, so much fucking gnarlier than we know. You know, really? we just get on the plane and get drunk. Yeah. yeah. And that's behind the scenes of their life. It's fucked. Flash, fast forward, COVID hits. I, You cannot fly to Kauai. It's closed. My brother has a boat and his son broke up with his girlfriend so Kalau wants to bring his son to Kauai to to cruise i decide i'm going to get on the boat with my daughter to go see my dad just in case you never know yeah see dad for the last time when we go when i go home i go to all the rivers i grew up swimming in and i was that was it i was like we went back to oahu and told my wife we're out of here we're going fucking back yeah so we moved back but when we were looking at places there was a spot and it was a commercial residential, you know, I've heard of commercial residentials and blah, blah, blah. But so we've had the idea, we've had the brand since 2016 and I've always had the the idea loosely of, you know, brick and mortar store. So we found a place and basically put up a wall in the middle and it was like only 400 square feet or something pretty fucking small. And we lived on the one side and had the store on the other side. And, you know, it's kind of weird because we had fell in the, the the thing where you know buy local so luckily we had decent products visually you know they look good and and they're buyable but it was weird to be taking advantage of the buy local thing so you know need i say we did good we made it october 10th was our one year so we made a year right now we're flip-flopping we're going to make the store on one side live on the other side but it's, you know, I think that's, we can kind of relate or not relate, but pertain this to a lot of shit in 2021. It's like, you really got to shed all the unnecessary shit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and if possible, create a business, whatever the fuck it is, yeah. right? For, for, what, for, for, for whatever reasons, you know, for, for me, it's amazing because my, my daughter, is a pretty fucking gnarly businessman already because of the environment, right? She 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 literally lives in the store. She works in it. It's like this trippy thing, but but again, what I'm trying to say more so is that in a perfect world, uh, landlords or whoever you want to say would create that possibility, right? Is to where 
you should be able to live where you work yeah for the not only for your sake but for the landlord's sake because if you're only paying one rent your rent's going to show up on time most times right yeah that's not, interesting you know what i'm saying so yeah. i think if it would be that's basically in my head is the 2021 business model is you you crunch it back and and try and save all the while all the while expanding you know yeah that's I, that's how I, I that's my business model 100 tell me yeah i'm i, I do my business out oh, of here yeah and i and if i had to pay for another place mm -hmm. i think you'd start you start cutting into the nut you start mm -hmm. making questions mm -hmm. going mm -hmm. well, how much is this business earning mm -hmm. but if you can kill two birds with one stone like that mm -hmm. fuck yeah and, so and so the you know the business we we had a lot a bunch of other um people friends products in there and as of late, we we picked up bike rentals, which has been amazing because we have a good um. There's a cool bike path right next to the, right next to where we live. So yeah. But also all the while, it's kind of crazy. Like, I had a pair of shades, but um, fuck, you know, got a bunch of friends and family that are you know in bad places, mm -hmm. and that's another thing I know I can help with. I, I've done it before. Um, in fact rewind a little bit so when i came to Kauai, when i went uh during that covid thing with my daughter and went back home to oahu my other friend who i won't name went to oahu to get off drugs and he came and stayed he went one two house two nights at the this one place and then called me up asked me if he could come to my house and he did and basically every day we would go to the beach um, you know how they run rocks in their water? You ever yeah, seen that? Yeah. We would do that, swim, um, eat, eat healthy, obviously, um, because he, you know, trying to fucking bring these guys' bodies back, their minds back to life, right? But then I had a sauna that I built. I just bought the heater, went to Home Depot, bought the cedar, made a sauna, and I had a baby ice chest. Yeah. So we would on sauna ice. Um, and we did, I don't know how long, like 10, 12 days or some shit, but I'm pretty sure the guy's still off of meth. He might, he might have picked up some beer here and there. Yeah. But kind of broke him up. Of, and trust me, when my daughter came up with the nickname Sleeper Creeper because the fucking guy was in his sleep. <laughs> in his sleep, you're like, you just see these fucking demons, you know? And you're like, fuck. Yeah, but so where we live on the bike path you know it's like fuck i honestly try my best to help these people aka my friends family people i don't know but it's so easy to to help right? whether it's like food you know yeah. obviously um saying hi um and then you know need we say argue and and let them know that they're fucking up but it's like so un there is no fucking help over there right now you know and it's like yeah. you you just like you you just you know i i i could help these motherfuckers but i need help yeah you know what i mean so no, it's like yeah. that's it's it's like the weirdest thing right to where it's like i'm a pair of scissors and you got to go cut the fucking paper, but you got to come pick me up. Yeah. And you got, you're strong. I'm sharp. He needs the fucking tape cut, 
but I'm, I can't do it with it only my fucking, you know what I mean? I need somebody to pick up me, me and utilize me to help the fucking everything, you know? I think that's what I think. Maybe, 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 maybe this will make, make its way to Mark Zuckerberg. I mean, that's the, fu- I mean, that's the goal. Either way. So if the ripple fucks, it's, something happens, right? Something happens. Well, I, I can mean, tell you, I can tell you, uh, Nathan Florence will definitely hear this. And then he's going to hit me up and go, hey, man. I mean, what do <laughs> J- we. John's not a bad guy. No, and then he's no, gonna, I yeah. know that. I know that first and foremost, I've, I've went on, I've been on trips with them around the world. John is. Nathan had nothing but great stuff to say about John you. is. They're all great. Every yeah. single one of them. They're all fucking amazing humans. John is one of the most cool humble motherfuckers ever yeah for being the top of the pyramid he is legit i've never met him i know nathan though. again does he need to fucking post a video of himself foiling nepali and am i am i going a little out of context i don't think so did he do it did his managers do it i don't fucking know was it necessary i don't fucking think so yeah did it help Kauai? i don't think so yeah. Not only it's it's one of the most sacred places on the, in the on the on the island, let alone the planet that that coastline. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I know locals, local families that don't fucking go down there. Like you were saying about not purchasing, they don't go down on the Poly Coast. Yeah, out of respect, it's not fucking their trip, you know. So as far as John goes, I think this is where we 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 get something. The conversation started is again he. When he talks, guys, fucking listen. Two people definitely listen. I think he. he I, I don't. I've seen very little footage of him ever, which it says a lot considering how much I've seen of other people. Mm-hmm. Because he is kind of a, a very quiet guy, right? It seems like, and and very quiet, and in humble. love with humble and in love with the ocean. I don't say. I'd say the same thing about Kai Lenny, and I don't know Kai Lenny either. Just from watching the video, it seems like he's in love with the ocean, loves what he does. And I think I think you're right. I think the conversation maybe starts there. Maybe they go. Maybe one day you're at your shop and Mark Zuckerberg walks in and he's like, "Let's have a cup of coffee and talk." You know, fucking great. I'm, I, you know, I, I'm definitely going through it in my head. Just, I, I don't like being caught off guard. You know. Yeah. So oh, yeah. <laughs> so Mark Zuckerberg, text first. Let him know you're coming. No, no, no. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm just saying, like, why, why not go through that situation? Not be like. Oh fuck this guy! Fuck this guy! And then he shows up. Yeah. Fuck that! I'm planning on him showing up mentally. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like you said, I, I showed up early, barely today. But no, you were I, perfect. You were fine. But I don't. I'm. I'm not a guy that. I'm a fuck being late. So uh, yeah. so as far as that and Mark, it's like, you know, I've, I've asked myself these questions, and the, uh, the one of the funnier parts about this, him and that is that. I got a fucking price. And that's, this is the funny, like, this is the drink, drink the beer and have fun with it. Like, you, well, you don't think if he gave me X amount of money, I'm going to shut the fuck up. Yeah. That's a very, that is a very fucking noble and honest thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Well, I hope he doesn't do that before but, but, you start but, your podcast. But my point, <laughs> my point is I'm not saying, and, and to add to that, I'm not saying but again, here's the funny part. How much is it? A hundred thousand? Fuck no. no. A million? Fuck. Oh. A million? My my daughter gets a house? 
you know, and I'm just saying two. Like, fuck, how dumb are you? Are you going to turn yeah. down $2 million and your fucking family's, like, pretty set? Or do you fucking don't know when to hold them and, you know, roll the whole fucking thing? Because or, do you, or do you start a podcast and you're making $2 million a year on your podcast using your voice? That's, I mean, that's where, that's where when you say to me, like, how much, I remember very early on in my career, I said, I wonder if I could just sell myself. So this thought's thing. going through, oh, yeah, that was oh, a long yeah. time ago going through. I, I remember saying, I want to What's sell my, my price? What's my price? I, and I said my price was $10 million. I said, I'll sell 20 myself. 20 years ago. This was not, it probably wasn't even 20 years ago. It was, uh, it's probably 10 years ago, maybe nine years ago. What's my price in my head? What's my price? And I was like, here's the deal. You get a portion of, um, you're just buying the business. I get the $10 million. I'll yeah. do all the work I yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. And then you get, whatchamacallit, I'll get a, a portion, but we'll make sure we pay your money back. And I found out that it was. That's how far you went to the rabbit hole. Yeah you get your portion like you get i'm gonna pay of, you of this back, blind investment, 10 million investment and then we'll split it half and half and and then i found out that having my voice was more important to me freedom freedom of voice, of voice is is so Priceless. important to me i oh i can't i well, can't, as far as being paid to shut up yeah being paid to watch what you say fucked mm -hmm. me up mm -hmm. fucks me up mm -hmm. really bad because mm -hmm. i start that's when i start acting out right and like when i was on travel channel and i would I, I took a picture with, I, I don't know where the picture is now, but it was a picture of me with the pig uh, that we killed, uh, haunches tied in a, mm -hmm. like a backpack over mm -hmm. my back. Mm -hmm. Which is what they do. Yeah, it's how you carry a pig out. And they were like, we can't post that picture anywhere. And I was like, why? And they're like, because you'll get in trouble. And I was like, from who? And they're like, well, it, it just, it's just really aggressive. I said, but that's how it's done. I'm not, you're, and they're like, and, and, and that little hiccup, of freedom of speech mm -hmm. for me was just bothersome because i thought first of all it's a badass picture second of all it's what i did i i earned carrying that. i carried paid fucking, you to do that yeah and, I, and you paid me to do that and i carried the pig out of a fucking jungle mm -hmm. like i carried it up a fucking mountain honorable to take a picture yeah and post it yeah yeah and uh stuff like that or, or saying saying anything where, where you just make a joke and then you have someone to say, for me, it's making a joke. And then someone to say, hey, man, you got to take that down. You don't, don't say that. That was, that's when I realized that there isn't a, for me, there wasn't a price. Right, right. And that's where I say right, to you, right. the, the valuable thing you have is you have, you have a built-in group of, uh, let's call it organic celebrities, meaning people that you've grown up, people that you know, people you have access to. Friends. That, friends that you could have on your podcast mm -hmm. that would be interesting conversations mm -hmm. and you could share all of their voices like Joe did with us. Mm -hmm. Joe found all of us and was like, hey man, you are an interesting guy. I'm gonna tell you a, I'm gonna tell you a very short story that is that defines Joe Rogan for me. I was in Vietnam. We had spent the night in the world's biggest cave and then we hiked six hours out of the jungle and we were at a farm stay. I got high and I got drunk and I saw a motorcycle. Um, one thing I know about motorcycles is you're not supposed to drive them high and drunk, but I figured I'm in the middle of rice paddies. What's the harm? And it's gotta be, it's fucking sunsetting. It's gotta be beautiful. So I say to the guy, Hey man, can I, can I ride your motorcycle? It's an old Russian Ural. And he goes, uh, in yeah, Vietnam. Yeah. Vietnam. He's like, you drunk? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, you'll fucking love it. And so he's like, take it down to between these two rice paddies and you can really open it up. And, uh, and I was like, you got a helmet? And he's like, you don't want one. And so I get my headsets on, right? I got my... Great. Now my, you can't hear shit. Now I'm fucking... I'm <laughs> blaring fucking the doors. I, I open this motorcycle up. I am fucking flying 
And in the middle of this ride, my phone rings and it's fucking Joe. Whoa. And I pull over, I look, I see it's Joe. I said, What's up? He goes, What are you doing? And I said, I'm drunk, I'm high, and I'm racing motorcycles through rice paddies in Vietnam. And he's quiet for a second. And he's like, Oh, you are the fucking machine. He was like, This is what I love about you. This is who you are. He was like, Fuck Travel Channel. Fuck that show. Whoa. He's like, This is who you are. He's like, They're not filming right now. I was like, No. And he's like, Dude, you need to take these moments in your life, bring them back and tell them on stage unfiltered mm -hmm. that you're doing drugs, you're on a motorcycle in rice paddies. And I was like, and it was a pivotal conversation in my life that both Joe and I vividly remember. And I was like, yeah, fuck this. Like, I just did a whole episode that the Vietnam was on, on Travel Channel. Yeah. It's completely unmemorable. But what's memorable to me is this one moment on a fucking Russian motorcycle mm -hmm. racing through rice paddies what oxen sitting in the rice paddy staring at me like i get off the phone they're like you, you could just and i'm high but the ox are like is that rogan and i'm like yeah and they're like he said he's i'm a bad motherfucker and they're like you are a bad motherfucker bert and i just take the motorcycle open it up and and i go to look and to say that is my authentic voice and joe's the guy that was very inspirational in me finding that authentic voice and representing he, it he really likes you huh uh, we're, yeah, I mean, you know, like calling guys up when they're, you know. Yeah, we're we're close. We've been close for a while now. He's the best man. He texted me last night and told me not to die. Why? Because I'm fucking going pretty hard on this tour. I'm both. Trust me. <laughs> he, <laughs> like, <laughs> he texted me last night. He's like, "Please don't die." And I was like, "I won't." I, you know, I want to. It will say it. The when you fucking nail those things, that that thing, like whatever guitar thing you hit. Yeah man that's fucking like i was like whoa that's gnarly when you see guy just talk and i'm not saying you just talk but when you s just put the fucking mic down and just went <laughs> that was real yeah that was gnarly i was fucking impressed oh thank you where's that from i have no fucking idea i mean a kid you're playing from a kid yeah 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 so you're a full guitar player yeah drinking yeah. you're like a um i'm country singer i'm i'm like uh, i'm like an old outlaw <laughs> So you write music and stuff? No, I used to. I used uh -huh. to be in a band, and and then uh, wow, you're in a you were the, the guy. Yeah, no, singing too. Yeah, but I was I sucked. I was I'm a much better comic than I am anything else. I'm a better comic. I bet you're a really good singer, but I'm a better comic and I'm a better dad. Like those husband dad comic. Out of all the things I wanted to be in life, single dude, guy that got pussy, guy that could like a fucking cool guy, lead singer in a band, athlete, dad. all those things, dad, husband that comic because i don't stop thinking about comedy i don't stop thinking about my kids and i for whatever fucking reason i'm absolutely in love with my wife like what I, about alcohol is there, that's one of them too it's often. so funny i woke up this morning thinking i think i might quit drinking for my 49th birthday i was like i don't know like last night i was had friends over and i was having wine and i just was like eh. i was like i don't i'm not i'm like i'm done well i mean you fucking been drinking enough yeah that'll do it yeah and so I, I was part of me was like i gotta find a middle ground with with drinking because it's not it's it there's i'm a cardiologist one time told me he's like uh he's like you know how this ends right and i was like no and he was like not good he was like you gotta get healthy man mm -hmm. as, as we I say mean, that you, i think my my personal trainer just walked in the fucking you you i mean if you get the sauna yeah. So you do a couple fucking things at least you walk a lot well for me i've been so busy i just got out of surgery mm -hmm. so i had my arm i fell yeah what happened uh, i was doing stunts in my movie i 
flew out the tendons. What did you do? A movie? Yeah. Oh, I was, I was, I was, I was doing my own acting in the movie. I was doing my own acting in what my are you, movie. You coming up in a, a film? Yeah, I have a film about when I got involved with the Russian mafia. And it's truth. Yeah, it's well, no, the movie's not. The movies, me and my dad get kidnapped by the Russian mafia, but the story's true. I got involved. And with the you Russian act mafia. in the movie. I act in the movie. I do my own acting, my own uh, sports acting. <laughs> so, what are you training now? What's you, what? What do you guys run you through? Uh, it's it's uh, it's a girl. Her name's Lacey, and she, right now we're just trying to rebuild muscle in my arm. Mm. So uh, band bands up against the wall. Bands we're doing. Yesterday stuff. was the first time I did hammer uh skull crushers but i did it with five pounds and it's just like it's you can i can feel my arm tremble like it's just weakness Trippy. and so uh yeah i do that today and then i get a covid booster and then i do another podcast and then have some drinks with my wife maybe what wine yeah i'm all this is vino november for me just wine uh-huh. and then i have i've i fly to dc I have press at seven in the morning tomorrow. Tomorrow, and then oh, I. Oh, happy birthday, by the way, bud! Thank you, I appreciate yeah, it, man. Fuck, thank yeah. you, fuck, thank you thank for you. taking the time. It's like, no, man, this has been a pleasure, and I, I got to be honest with you, I can't wait to, um, I can't wait to come down to Hawaii and look you up, stop by your shop, say hello. You, you got, you know, I, I don't need to tell you what you. Oh, you're good. Yeah, we're fucking just. Uh, had some friends come through recently, new friends, but it's kind of back to what I was saying about me not having a hard time not telling people where to go. Yeah. It's just like, fuck, you know, I've been to other places in the world. I've been uncomfortable, you know, and, mm-hmm. and scared. And so it's like, well, and also I've wanted to go and check out the fucking, you know, what there is to see. So it's like, you know, all we can do is try and make sure that people do it respectfully. Right. I think we're, if the, let me tell you something, if I've learned, one thing about Hawaii, and I think it's mainly from the men that have come from Hawaii, is if you treat people with respect, they will treat you with respect. You get it. Yeah. And it's, and you know, there's a lot of places, New York City is, 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 is a little bit like that, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of places in the country that isn't like that where you can go around and, you know, Hawaii is a place where, and I'm really glad out of all of this, the whole thing was, I think you had mentioned Titus in an interview. And I was always trying to remember who he was. And I couldn't remember who he was, and I couldn't find him. The one story I knew that he shared that he broke his leg in the Eddie, mm-hmm. uh, in the Eddie tournament on, mm-hmm. on Thanksgiving, I think. Uh-huh. And he shattered his leg. I remember him telling that story, and I remember going like, so I knew that's who that was. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know how to find him. And then you, I think you said his name in an uh-huh. interview, uh-huh. and I went, that's his name. That's his fucking name. And I fucking googling him and i and then i was with my cousin and i go just you know i want you to see the guy that i thought was gonna kick my ass and i showed him and he was like holy fuck no he, he he's fucking primal yeah you know him him and then uncle buttons mm-hmm. i i hung out with uncle buttons cool yeah we went he taught me how to paddleboard wow um i've had really great experiences in hawaii you coming when are you coming over as soon i'm telling you i'm working up until april and then that june july august september how oh, april you're going hard on huh? yeah I'm going all the way hard so but this has been a pleasure talking to you yeah, thank you it. very thank much you. you come to hawaii fucking you're straight surf hunt let's do it go to the poly i love it mr Bert. thank you thank you thank Appreciate you it.
This episode was brought to you by The Machine.